had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> Coming to you, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios, remote studios here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Hey, Cards fans. <laughs> Take accounting to a whole new level with UofL's Masters in Accounting and Analytics. In-depth data analytics courses allow you to achieve a new mastery of accounting in this AACSB accredited program, 11-month competitive internship opportunities, and full access to the Becker CPA exam review. Not just partial access, full access to the Becker CPA exam review. Prepare you to graduate career-ready in just 12 months. Visit business.louisville.edu for more information. We're on the air today from 3.03 until 6, here on 14.50 a.m., 96.1 FM, streaming all over the sunny skies of Louisville, Kentucky, and well, well, well beyond. You know what's better as the Big X Mike Rutherford's here. Trevor Kelsey is here. Whew. This feels like a reward for all the woe is me shows that we've had to, to, to do over the last two plus years. All the my life sucks. I don't even know why I watch sports. This is awful. Why are we doing this to ourselves? If we don't joke about this, it's going to kill us inside. Today is a, a, a nice little reward for me. One we got a 56-0 UofL football victory to talk about. Always fun, doesn't matter who the opponent is. Two, the Detroit Lions beat the reigning Super Bowl champions on their home field last night. Three, Trevor's taking the ACT tomorrow. That's all you need to know. Three hours, no problem out of those three topics. We don't need to stretch anything. We will, but we don't need to. It feels good. I feel alive. The vibes could not be stronger. Trevor Kelsey, how are you feeling? I'm feeling up, baby. Let's roll. You gotta be here till like 1 a.m. So I know. And then I gotta energy. go. I'm literally going straight from here home, go right to bed, and then get up and go do the ACTs. That's, Allegedly, uh, what? that's the plan. At least <laughs> that's, this is the plan. Well, you're right. I, you could, I guess, could have a low-scoring game, and I maybe get out of here earlier and not playing. But could happen. Indiana State. Yeah, it's they, they could. I don't think, run the ball in the second half. Hoosiers. Unlike when, about I, unlike when I'm getting a say next, you know, Floyd Central game. I'm not in a running clock though, unfortunately. But unfortunately. Uh, hopefully, yeah, the game starts, it's, uh, we, it comes right on at 6 right after us, the pregame does, and then 7, and if they can get the game over, we get quick pre postgame done, maybe wrap it up, you know, chop, 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 get out of here, maybe maybe midnight-ish. That wouldn't be terrible. No, it wouldn't be too bad. Either way, I mean, I'm probably not going to get to sleep until like 1.30 anyway, but if I get to sleep at like, let's say, theoretically, I get to sleep at 2, 
I get up at because that that starts at nine or it starts at eight. I keep I can't remember. Are you supposed to be there at eight? I think it starts at nine. Well, I gotta be an hour early for. No, no, no. They want you there in time. What? Like, just like to, to sit around for an hour? I mean, the good news is you have a built-in excuse. If you get a, a low score, you're like that damn Tom Allen. Kept me up all night. Sorry, I've got, I've got real-world responsibilities. All you 16-year-olds out there. Another reason to blame Indiana. <laughs> going to sleep so early, getting all that rest, you know, and studying, yeah. all that stuff. You punks didn't have to work. You just get mommy to give you the money. My mom doesn't give me the money. She didn't even wake me up. I was thinking about this last <laughs> night. My So my, my middle nephew is 17. He's a junior at Trinity. Okay. He might be taking this test at the same time as you tomorrow. That's awesome. It might be happening if you see uh, if you see the Russell out there. Does he know? Does he, does he know the story of, of your? I don't. I don't know co-worker, if he does. The the forty three year old overweight man with large gray hair that's gonna be taking a test at Wagner. I know that he. One of the media is gonna be there. I know he does listen to the show occasionally, <laughs> but I'm not sure. If, he's probably just getting out of school right now, so probably he doesn't listen early on. But I, he probably is aware at some point. I also do love like I've gotten to the age now where my nephews are like they've got phones and they're old enough, so they're texting me during the U of L game against Georgia Tech, and it's like. F yes, like all this stuff. I'm like this is where I this is where I'm gonna excel as an uncle. I've been waiting for this time where I can just casually <laughs> cuss with my nephews. I've been like quietly doing it for a long time, but now I can just do it out in the open. I feel good about this. This is gonna be great. But uh, we've got plum to Congratulations. celebrate. It feels good. It, it feels <laughs> nice. Are you gonna be the uncle that buys them beer? I'm not opposed to it. Are you gonna be the uncle that covers for them when they're 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 late to, so they don't get in trouble with 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 the with the mom and now dad? Now that I would do if it ever okay. came down to it. They they weren't supposed to be on Instagram. I already had to kind of cover for that for a little bit, and then like, like they got they they got caught a few weeks ago when they, they went over the summer. They went on a trip to Switzerland, and like they had this crazy picture, and it was an awesome picture. But my sister in law showed one of her friends. She's like, "Oh, I know. I saw that on Charlie's Instagram a few weeks ago." And she's like, "What? What?" And so I had to be like, ah, "I had no idea." I was like, "I've been following these kids on Instagram for like two years." <laughs> like I wanted to be that way. Like cause I don't. I went. Why didn't have any brothers and sisters? So I didn't. I couldn't have any. You know nephews or nieces, but, like, I, I've got the little cousins, you know, my, my, my closest, they're almost like siblings, it's like close, kind of our family's kind of close, but, you know, the, 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 the I never, I never got to, like, that opportunity, like, the, the closest yeah. I got to that was, like, when I told you the story just recently, if my cousin, like, wanted me to give her, you know, drive her from home from the bar, but, you know, she's like 31, it doesn't really sound the same. It's different, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little different. It's not like covering for when she's like 16, yeah. I had so I have the interesting dynamic. So the oldest one was like smarter than me when he was four years old. Like he's the one he got he got like perfect score on the ACT. He got a free ride to Emory. Like he was always just brilliant, and he wasn't too big into sports. So like, like you know Jack was always just like a level above me his whole life. The middle one like is, is just like me growing up. Like like Ben like loves U of L, loves sports, big into basketball. Like was yeah I was taking like Peyton Stephen and Russ Smith's camp when he was younger. Like we always just vibe right off the bat. The youngest one saw me as like a rival. Like he's always been just coming from my throat. Like Charlie just he's always been that kid. He at one point said that he liked NPR more than my radio show, which is still the most vicious burn I've ever been dealt. This is when he's like six years old. He like said he liked NPR better than you. Better than my radio show. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's like NPR's better than your radio show. I'm like, dude, you're six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sixty. Even I'm not old enough to listen to NPR. But he's and now he's like a he's a badass hockey player. He's go, he has to like go to Indianapolis in the middle of the week to go play for this AAA team. So, but he always has been, he's had like the definitely the youngest brother mentality out of a, a three boy situation his whole life. Uh, but it's been it's been fun seeing them grow up and how much they're changing. It's wild now seeing you know, one's in college, one's a junior, one's a sophomore. It's insane, isn't it's, it? It happens very very quickly. But uh, th- hopefully they're not listening to this. Hopefully my, my brother and, and sister in law are not listening. But I will fully 
make your kids do bad stuff when they get <laughs> no, no, that's how you don't make them. You cover for I'll them. I'll cover for them. That's the better and way. And you give them excuses to like to do it again. Exactly. Uh, let's get that's right what in. we do in this family. Let's though. get right into it. Uh, we will start by, by talking about the big topic here in our world, which is Louisville taking care of business last night in a big way. 56 to nothing. The final score. I, I, mean, I, I predicted 49 to nine with no touchdowns from Murray State. That was one of my bold predictions. You, you were I was right. right about yep. that. I was not right about the us scoring touchdowns on each of our three uh, first possessions. You had, I think, what, what did you say? Like, I 50, said 65 60, to 13. 65. So you were pretty close. I, th- I thought that. I, 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 I liked us scoring the more points than you thought. Yeah. I just assumed that we would at some point give up like a touch, like just a, like a late touchdown. But then, a, yeah. I, I was thinking like through the first three quarters, a couple field goals. Like you kind of were, and then I was thinking maybe late touchdown late. But. So you were nine points too high. I was seven points too low. Uh, you were thirteen right. points oh, off. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was nine You're points nine. off. So it was. You know, we were both kind of. I, I feel pretty good about. You were cl- better about the offense for sure. Um, I think they're. We're I not scored, we might have scored sixty five. We didn't use ten quarterbacks. <laughs> well, nine. nine. Well, was it nine? Okay. Nine. It was. It was nine. I could have scored. Brian checked in at one point, but okay. It was nine. Yeah, I did like Jeff's joke afterwards. Like, he's like, Oscar wanted to play. Let's, uh, but we, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like the same thing. So we didn't get to 10. I think there are some things, we won't start with this, but I think there are some things to, to nitpick a little bit. I agree. It was not a crisp, pristine performance at, at all times. When it was good, it was really good, but there were definitely some things that I think we're going to have to discuss. But anytime you can beat anybody, 56 to nothing, I, I, you can't walk away and be disappointed. Mary was giving me crap last night. She came, she, you know, she got the kids down because I was watching the game, and she came out and like I think she took a shower and she came down and it was like forty-two to nothing. And I'm like, eh, I'm like, it hasn't been great. And she's like, it's forty-two to nothing. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it's this is like little league, little league team. And I feel like, yeah, maybe I'm being a little bit crotchety. But when you look at the final numbers, I mean, it tells the a, a tale of complete demolition. I mean, Louisville held Murray State to under 200 yards of total offense. They held them to under 100 yards of both passing and rushing offense. Uh, the Cards did virtually whatever they wanted to during most times on offense. You know, early on, it's seven nothing at the end of the first quarter. And I think you're thinking, "I wish this was." Is it, did you turn me up a little bit. She got way louder in my ear. I turned up a little bit, yeah, because it got low. My, it's, I'm, there's a short in mine, and you got really low in mine. Sorry. Okay. It's, That's okay. I didn't mean. Good. I didn't mean to hit you both. I, I didn't. I just got very disoriented for a second. Yeah, the the the, the, the 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 jack over here has a short in it, and it drives me freaking insane. Oh, all the ones in here do too. Yeah, you, yes. you have to get it just right for it to actually. So work. I'm over here like flicking it constantly. I got a bruise on my, my my fingernail from having to flick this thing over here to try to get to. It's even worse when I'm doing basketball, and the speaker over here has the 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 the, the jack works worse for it. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, go on. Sorry, my bad. The fact that it, I don't I don't know where I was in, in this whole thing, but I'm choosing to be. More optimistic about last night than than pessimistic. I, we will talk about some of the things that were a little bit troublesome. I feel like the fifty six nothing is fifty six nothing. Like the same nitpicks you have, I'll have. I, I think that most people yeah. are on the same page with some of this stuff. But the fact that I, I think it's even more apparent now after week two than it was after week one that we have just some absolutely dynamic players is a gigantic plus. I think the offensive line is as as good as we wanted them to be. I think now you, maybe you found some things. In the second half, with some of these subs that, that you're going to be able to utilize in, in the second half of the year. Look, we know that more injuries are coming. We, I mean, we had four guys out last night. Maurice Turner didn't play. Josh Minkins, remember last week, I was kind of like, the way that he was jogging on some plays sort of looked like he was injured. And I wonder if there was, there was something going on there. Turns out he did have a hamstring injury that he was trying to play through against Georgia Tech. So you were missing some key guys. You're going to have more injuries as the season goes on. And I think getting 
some players who didn't see the field against Georgia Tech or who saw very light action against Georgia Tech out there and getting them that first experience of playing inside Cardinal Stadium, playing in a real big-time college football game, it's only going to help you moving forward. I think we, at the end of the day, we played, I believe, 78 players was the final total. Um, you know, We're going to talk about the nine quarterbacks that played. Virtually every running back on the roster played. Uh, Joey Gatewood had a maybe the highlight of the game coming in and playing tight end. Maybe you found something there with him because the starting tight ends have not been giving you anything out of the passing game thus far. I think just having that – let's say we have to use some of these guys against Indiana next week. Now those, hey, it's my first time running out onto a, the field for a college game, jitters are gone. Or if you're a transfer, hey, those this is my first time playing in this system, jitters are gone. Anytime you're able to, to win by this margin, to dominate so thoroughly in the box score, and get so many players out there on the field for their first taste of action in a season, you can't chalk it up as anything other than a massive success. Correct? Correct. I thought you were gonna go. No, no, because I, no, I don't. I don't want. I don't want to. Like, no, I agree. I mean, there's, there's tons of positives. I just don't want to get into it just yet. I was gonna let you continue. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, that was kind of my my whole spiel. I thought you were gonna give like a spiel too. Oh my bad. <laughs> no, we can't work on this back and forth thing. Clearly, yeah. I mean, the chemistry obviously isn't there yet. Yeah, that is our first show in week two. I mean, come on, man. We we haven't had a Murray State. This is our Murray State, I guess. Yeah, it's a Kings out. Um. I mean, do you want me to start with my, my nitpicks? Or I want my to start plot? with what stood out to you, uh, like, like what your, your overwhelming sentiment from the game. Because my my overwhelming sentiment is positive. There are things. To oh make yeah, it. yeah, yeah. No, I mean I agree. There, there's, I mean you. I mean you can always find some negatives in any win. I mean even in a fifty-six nothing and in, in a fifty-six nothing win, you're obviously going. Your your negatives will be nitpicks, and that's and that's what they are. I think one one was a little more than maybe even nitpick than, than anything, but the rest are for me. But I mean, on a positive note, yeah. I mean, obviously this is. You came out, you did what you're supposed to do against a team that you're supposed to do it against. And I don't know, I just feel like, you know, we haven't done that in a while, really. I mean, not since, I mean, maybe like the Charlotte game or something, you know, where we came out. It has been a while. Yeah, and we come out and you just dominate. And then, I mean, it was our first shutout, I guess, since the Syracuse game, I think. Was that the first time we, we, we had a shutout in that game, didn't we? We shut out Syracuse a few years ago. We also beat them 41-3, I think, the year after. Yeah, I remember the three, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Thrash, like you said, it just... You can't help but get overly excited when you look at the weapons around Plummer, and even with Plummer as well. But I mean, with Thrash, you got Douglas Bruce show up. I mean, Coleman didn't didn't have as much after the one handed catch, but that was all you needed from him, Oof, I think. What a play! I mean, that one play. I mean, it was just like boner boom. Yeah, uh, big time boner boom. I mean, <laughs> my thoughts exactly. I mean, the, the explosiveness. Uh, the, I mean, you're having. I mean, how many seventy yard play? We've had what in two games. Four 70-yard touchdowns. I mean, Jawar Jordan has I mean, three 70-yard plays, including two 70-yard touchdowns in two games. I mean, how it took a blowout of Duke to get this guy on the field under Satterfield still baffles me a little bit. Like, like I don't know what he – I mean, was he just not – like, did he nothing – wasn't clicking in his head until that point? I don't know, but – It does feel like the Bilal Powell thing where it's like, what, what were we waiting for here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I know we had some talented kids around him, but, I mean, how he wasn't just getting touches just baffles me and – yeah, I just—I mean, it was everything. It was—it was a fun game to watch, enjoyable game to watch. I mean, one of my few negatives was the wrestling botch on the on the reference. But you were upset about by the announcer. You, you texted me. You were upset about that. <laughs> the guy who also—I think his name is Chris Cotter, who also refers to Brock Doman as 
the dome on every did, single time. He? He's the only announcer <laughs> in the world, and like he's done it for a full year, and he came back after a f- There's a pronunciation guide right in front of you. I mean, he's like, dome on. I'm like, every, it's not dome on. I mean, the best thing is, is you're doing a, a game next a guy who looks literally like a WWE wrestler. <laughs> like, he looked like Sean Spears of AEW, for those that don't know. Maybe get that rubbish, you can Google him. I mean, it's like the first thing I saw, and I was like, whoa, he's going to get somebody to chair. And by the way, the wrestling botch reference came right after the uh, the fence tile uh, incomplete the the pass that went over his head, and uh, they were like, "Yeah, but he wished he could just throw the ball to himself. He'd have completed it like that." Mister Wonderful promo. When he said Mister <laughs> Wonderful, I, I gave him you knew it doubt. too, right? Like, I assumed that he meant Mister Perfect at first, and I was like, "Yeah, he probably knows if he's if he has the stones to make that reference on national TV." He probably knows what he's talking about more than I do. And then you text me, and you're like, "I'm furious about this." <laughs> yeah, I was, I was mad, and I, I was going to say anything to anybody. And then my buddy Yates texts me. He's like, "A botch reference." I'm like, "Thank you. <laughs> Someone else noticed it. It's not just me." <laughs> Mister Wonderful was Paul Orndorff. He wrestled with Hogan in WrestleMania One main event. Come on, people. Uh, it's a great mustache. Between that and the Pillsbury <laughs> Dome on, I, I just, yeah, it, was a, it was a rough night for our boy. But uh, but yes, yeah, so, but Finstyle's touchdown was awesome because not only was it just like you know seeing him get a touchdown, but it also hit the over for me. So uh, well, with the over on its own, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was uh, over was fifty two. He hit it and it went over. I was like, boom, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the only person more excited to watch that touchdown than me was probably uh, Roush at the game because he loves Gatewood. That's his boy, Roush, who tagged me on Instagram with a. Suck it. It was funny, bro. I mean, come on. <laughs> it was funny. He's the best fan in Louisville. He's the, he's the, he's the biggest cards fan in Louisville. <laughs> uh, but, I mean. I heard that TJ also got tickets. And he, like, he was thinking about going. Because you know, his wife's a UFL fan. His whole family's mostly UFL fans, She's the too. same one of the family. Yeah. So we almost had a situation. I think they, they built it the last second because of the kids. but Or the kid. and Soon to be, yeah. We almost had a situation where neither you or I went to the game last night, and we had the two KRC hosts going to the going to the Louisville game. I mean, you do realize that when the, when the smoke clears in the season, that probably the KRC people probably will see more, be more games than we will. Roush will. I mean, I'm because Roush goes to multiple games. I haven't been to a game, a football game since I got sick. It, it's a didn't, lot. Did, didn't you go to what was the Virginia game? Which one did you go to with Virginia? Virginia a couple years ago. Was that last? Was, it was the year before that last? Was before I got sick, it was it was uh, twenty one. Okay. I mean, I've been to a game every I mean, we were single. On the air. I've remember. been to a game every single season. I think since like 2002, before last year. Um, but we are going to go to the Notre Dame game. We've got tickets okay, secured cool. for that, so awesome. we're going to make that happen. We we had to. We thought about going to Murray State, but I was like, yeah. At the last second, we were kind of like, yeah. Like it's school night. Uh, the Lions are playing at the same time, and I just I, I wasn't feeling. And I'm sure great. we'll talk about that a little later too. Yeah, we, we're going to get into the Lions. A little, little cockiness there, but yeah, uh, positives. Last of positives. I mean. Thrash are great. The back the backups just giving hundred ten percent with Brown running the ball like he's just like he's Earl Campbell out there. Um yeah. I mean the the crowd giving a nice little cheer for Pierce Clarkson was awesome. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I don't know. I mean I just I I, I could I, th- there was there was a lot to pause to talk about. And there was just like that one big negative. And I, I'm gonna let you go first because you're the same negative the one negative that stuck out to you stuck out to me the most. Well I was gonna say before we get into to that, I, I okay. thought the you know, there was a lot of talk about the crowd. What was it going to look like? How was it going to you know? Solid. Could we get sixty thousand? And and yeah, you know, I, I was hoping for more around fifty thousand. I said at the end of the day, I think it'll be between forty five and fifty, and it was just shy of forty six. Okay, but it looked good. Like, like at the beginning of the game, it was rough because there was apparently some really bad traffic getting in. The traffic pattern around the stadium is just bad for. We always blame traffic though. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean we have terrible traffic. <laughs> they they also they have not figured out the traffic pattern for Cardinal Stadium at all. Like the the Beyonce thing was a disaster. I remember that. Like Mary got home faster from Taylor Swift oh, yeah, in Cincinnati that, yeah. than she did from Beyonce in Louisville. It's just a it, it's rough. You know, they always say, you know, use the Waze app. It'll show you the best route. I think a lot of people were like, I didn't use the Waze app, and I was stuck in traffic forever. But once the, the, the game got going, the lower bowl looked good. You, you had mm-hmm. the, the blackout looked fine. It was not a I – mean, if all the people up there in the Adidas level had sat in one side, it could have been like a two-and-a-half, maybe two-and-a-quarter stripe game. But they were kind of spaced out. But the, the flight deck and the Adidas section were – you know, scarcely attended, as you would expect. But I still thought that the crowd was good. For a Thursday night game against an FCS opponent, that's way more than we would have gotten last year for sure. Oh, yeah. Or really, I mean, any other year besides maybe the first one under Satterfield. I would expect that moving forward it's going to be better where you've got conference opponents coming to town or Notre Dame and UK coming to town. I think that you'll see, assuming that we, if, if we take care of business uh, next Saturday against Indiana, which I do think is going to be a, a tricky game. I'm calling my shot there early. I think that it's going to be kind of a gross, slug-it-out game that we're sweating in, in the second half. But if we win that game, you should have – I mean, we should clear 50K for Boston College, which will be, I know – I thought they were a road game for some reason. No, but, after that we go to NC State. Boston oh, College is, is, is okay. a home game. Uh, yeah. I think that it'll be – you know that'll probably be an early kickoff. You'll, you'll, that could get the, the noon ACC network slot. I still think you'll have a, a solid crowd for that game. People can plan ahead. There's no worry about it being a school night, anything like that. I think that'll be a good crowd. And then, obviously, if you're even if you're not five and zero for that Notre Dame game, I think that's going to be a spectacle. I think that'll be we're a big event town. That's going to be a big event. I think you're going to see that place. That, that's when the attendance record probably gets set. And it, especially true if we're five and zero and it's potentially top twenty five versus top twenty five, depending on how we do in the rankings and, and you know what Notre Dame does against Ohio State and all that good stuff. But it's all set up right now and. For the moment, though, just being 2-0 and for the first time since, since Lamar Jackson left, which is a crazy thing to think about. I, I, I tweeted that stat out, and the number of people that were like, damn. Like, like, I can't. When you put it that like that. <laughs> Don't know it's really not. I mean, it shouldn't be that big of a... 2-0 and for the first time post-Lamar Jackson. It, you know, it's one of those where you're like, good for this team, but also, what the hell happened to us? Like, like how has this been the case? And, you know, even that 2017 team with, with Jackson, they didn't start 3-0. and they lost their third game to Clemson. They lost handily. So this would be our first 3-0 and start since the 2016 season where Jackson wound up winning the Heisman and we started 9-1. Uh, and It's not nothing. I know that we expected to be here, but to still be 2-0 and and to have done it so thoroughly dominant in Week 2, it feels good. There are, again, we're going to get to the nitpicky stuff here in just a second, but I hope that none of that overshadows the fact that we've waited a long time to be – unbeaten in like mid-September and to just be able to, you know, right now you, you can dream crazy things. We, we can talk about, you know, the ACC, it's it's looking like it might be a little bit more wide open outside of Florida State who we don't have to play this year and this could happen and that could happen and we'll find out more this weekend and, and that Notre Dame game and all this stuff. It just feels good to be have that be the topic of conversation as opposed to what number does Satterfield need to hit to save his job? And <laughs> is there any hope that this thing is going to get figured out? And even if we do win seven games, is he the guy that can take a, you know, it? It's just better to talk about what we're talking about now, even with the, the, the negative stuff that, that's going to come. I, I feel it was happy. I, I was so happy after the game last night, just being able to, to relive the highlights, look at the schedule, and think, man, it just, it, I, I'm very excited about where the program is and where I think it's going to go in the years ahead. Um, Couldn't agree more. Told you. I've been telling you we wanted Braum this whole time. 
Well, I think we. Well, I think we all wanted Brom. Oh, we it's all just wanted a Brom. Of, yeah, we should have wanted Brom. It's the, great. That one guy. By the way, Jawar Jordan, <laughs> seven carries, 135 yards last night, 19.3 yards per carry, 22 points in my fantasy league. He is. Uh, Him and Thrash came through for me. Uh, he, he's also a guy, I think, every time that we watch him play, and that, that in, doesn't even include the one touchdown where his most electrifying run of the night got wiped out by a holding call, uh, which, I mean. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that would have, I think that would have been like, what, 70 more yards if that play had stood. So I think he's a guy that you look at and you're like, man, you know, five carries for 98 yards in, in, in week one, seven carries for 135 yards. We got to get this ball the guy, this guy the ball more. That's going to happen. Like when we have more, when we have games that are, more nip and tuck against more quality opponents. I think you'll see more of Jawar Jordan. The first game was was weird because we were coming from behind in the second half. I think Jeff felt the need to throw it a little bit more and then utilize Jawar there at the end to to cap it off. And then last night, there's no reason to get him the ball more than you need to in a game that you you know, you know you're going to be able to win handily. So well, he's more your he's more your speed burst guy. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, well, Garando. Garando, thank you. I was going to screw up his name already. Uh, he's more your kind of you know. Steady back along with Turner when he comes back, I would assume. I mean, Turner is the fastest out of all three of them. Like, yeah. And he's the smallest, I think. He's more of the speed guy. Jordan runs. Turner doesn't run like he's the smallest guy sometimes. Yeah, I don't Jordan think. doesn't either, though. I mean, That's like, true. all of his running, like, you know, he's broken tackles on all these big runs. He, yeah. He's I mean, been at the line of scrimmage. He's, he's a physical runner. He's just, he's small and more of a speed guy. I love the way that Isaac Arendo runs, by the way. Like, he, he's. I do too. He's been a shot of life in both games when he's come in. And then Keywan Brown, getting our first look at him, I think he's going to be. A stud. I mean, he was he ran so damn hard, and then even at the end of the game, when he, he was basically his last four or five carries were on plays where Murray State just knew that he was going to get the ball. Like yeah. The, yeah, and so he he still managed to find like two or three yards. I'm very excited about him moving forward. He's a guy. I remember when when Keith came in and talked about the recruiting class. Like in any other year, we would have been like he could have been our, our highest rated recruit. Like he's a He's more of a highly touted running back than we're giving him credit for. He just got lost in the shuffle a little bit because we were talking about having potentially the number one ranked running back in the class and some other guys who were number one at their position. But but Kewan Brown is a huge get, and I think assuming you're able to hold on to him and he isn't the transfer portal or anything like that, he's a guy that you know. I mean, Jordan's is is, is gone after this year. Um, it's Jordan. I couldn't remember. I was trying to think about that last night when I was driving home. I mean, it's his third year here, and I think he played two seasons. I guess no. He, so he has one more year, but you know, he could be one of those guys that just says, hey, "I'm I'm kind of done with college football." He'll have one more year. Garendo, I believe, is in his last year. I mean, we know we have Turner for a couple more, but I, I, yeah, Garendo is, is gone after this year. So this could definitely be a situation where Keywan Brown steps into a bigger role moving forward. Or I mean, look. Injuries change things. Guys yeah. guys transfer. We've seen that with running backs a lot. But I think at some point in time, assuming that he stays here, Keewon Brown is going to be a major, major factor in this offense. Hell, it could end up being you know, by the end of the season. Turner wasn't supposed to play a whole lot last year. He was kind of in that exact same role. And then with, with guys leaving and guys getting hurt, he wound up being our, our number two back towards the end of last season and, and was a, a huge factor in winning the bowl game. Um, real quickly, playing nine quarterbacks. I think is <laughs> incredible. I mean, I asked you yesterday, how many quarterbacks do you think play? And you said three. And I was like, well, I hope we get at least five. I didn't, I didn't think we were going to play musical chairs in the last like possession, though, where he's just he's sending guys in left and right, just like, raise your hand. I mean, I thought we were well, going to. That was just the last three. I mean, we, I mean, we, we had six. We played six before then already. Because when, when, did, when did Doman come in? He came in, I want to say. Third like, quarter. Third, it was third quarter. It was I'm the third to series of the third, third is that quarter. Was okay. I couldn't he remember the series. time. Evan Conley comes in and gets a series. Who Colin leads us on a touchdown drive where he didn't have to throw the ball. Uh, Harrison Bailey comes in, 
Uh, he throws it. He, he has the one miss, but he looked pretty good on his, his other completions. Pierce Clarkson comes in. He gets the big ovation. And then once Brady Allen came in, they started doing the we're, – we're interchanging guys after every play, and then they let Brady Allen come back in and finish it off. But nine quarterbacks – He got to throw the ball, too. He did, yeah. He, he had, we had a little low out route, yeah. Nine quarterbacks see the field last night. I thought that was that that was insane. The the wildest stat that that I think I've seen from a Louisville football game in a long, long time. The best part hold was on, hold on. I know, okay. The wildest stat that I've seen from a Louisville football game in a long, long time, maybe ever. We had five quarterbacks complete passes last night. We had before last night never had five quarterbacks complete a pass in a season. Had never happened. Yeah, we had we had three seasons where we'd had four quarterbacks complete passes. Most recently uh, in 2018. But we had never had five quarterbacks complete a pass in a single season. We did it in one night. Did That's you, insane. Did you know we had nine quarterbacks on the roster? I did. Because if I had before the game, I should have asked you, play the game. Can you name the nine quarterbacks that will play tonight? Well, I know that Sam Ball is the one because he has the 18 jersey. Because uh, I always look at who has the 18. My, my love of Art Carmen. It did rock the 18 black jersey Did you throw that on night. when you saw him come in? No, I had it on already. Oh, okay. Well, we we sent Art a picture. He was very proud. He, after the game, he was like, the jersey got it done. I was like, it was 99% jersey. It was 1% Jeff Brom and the players. It was negative 1 billion percent Brian Brom. He had nothing to do with the victory last night. Oh, well, night. I mean, the, the Broms haven't done anything in the first two games. The first game was won by you watching Suicide Kings. Well, no, Jeff's helped. And, and the, Greg, the, to a lesser extent. Brian's done that. The there. second one is because of the art comedy jersey. Yeah. So what, what's going to win a CIU game? We'll find out. Your the AC, hatred of scoots? Your ACT scores. Your ACT scores. <laughs> <laughs> What I score on the ACT is what we'll, what we'll score in the game against Oh, Saiyan. God, don't do that. <laughs> Please. Do. I can't believe you just spoke that into existence. Okay, well, we'll hold IU to. Okay, that's bad. <laughs> that makes me feel better. I don't even know. I might outscore IU because the way they looked against the Hawks. I didn't know. Who was, the, uh, who was the quarterback? Was it, was it Sam Young last night who had the, the, the big hair? Who was number 18? It was whoever was calling in the plays. I think that it was either Young or it was the, the that was, ball kid. It was either 18 or 14 or something. No, it wasn't 14, I don't think. 14 I, was Valton. It was either 18 or 14, and it was one of those two, I think. I, whoever that is. like that. I, I think I think it was number 18 because I was like, so excited. Because I do a like playing alert level. For, I was like, who is that? In our game day write-ups, I always do like something. There's like an alert level for whoever number 18 is. And like... You know, you know, if it's a defensive player, I'm like interception on alert level or whatever. And this year it's TJ Capers, and then it's um, the Sam Young, the quarterback from Oldham County. And so I've done the last couple of games. I've done TJ Capers playing alert level, and it's been really low because he's he's hurt. I should I, if I'd known, I would have done Sam Young because I had no idea that he was even an option that he might see the field this year. But he did, and he looked glorious. Well, it was, was, it was one of those guys the one that won the state title last year? No, that was the kid from Bullet East. Oh, didn't he come to Louisville as a walk on though? Uh, that's tra- yeah, Travis Egan. He did play last. Night. Okay, so he did come in. Number too. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure he came in if he's on the roster. He, they they all played. I, mean, I can't imagine. If what if you were the tenth guy and didn't play? I'd be like, well, <laughs> who's the poor schmuck? The quarterback just sitting there going, nobody called my number. It's like maybe I'll talk to Coach Allen next week about walking on at IU because this is an embarrassing moment for me. Brady Allen got multiple snaps and I still didn't get in. I mean, I'm a man. <laughs> there isn't nobody that he got overlooked, right? No, they all played. Oh, guess there is one poor schmuck. I mean, I feel bad for all him. nine of them played last. Like, night. I want to, I want to, I want to boost his nil, no money right now, just just for the the fact he didn't get to play. When I was in grade school, if, if we were blowing out teams, we he, we used to be like, hey, like I, I'd like to kick off, like we, you know, the, the regular kickoff person. So I kicked off one time in grades. I felt like that was kind of like Joey Gatewood last night, where he's like, I can I get a snap? Like I'd, I'd <laughs> love to just see how this feels. Go back there a little bit, uh, but it did not happen. Nine so told, quarterbacks. Well, technically, Gatewood plays. That's nine and a half. 
Yeah, kind of. I mean, he's, 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 he's still technically any tight end slash quarterback slash running back slash. Not really. I think he's just tight end. Just tight end now? And mm-hmm. didn't play a quarterback, so it doesn't count. Well, I mean. Yeah. He could have gone under center. You don't know. He could have, but he didn't. He could have done what some of the other guys did. Nine quarterbacks played last night. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about the first quarterback that played. We'll get into that. We'll get into some of our uh, nitpicky stuff. This was the positive first 30 minutes. We'll have a, a little bit of things that maybe concerned us moving forward when we play bigger and better teams, which is everybody on our schedule besides Murray State. We'll get there, and then uh, we'll turn things over to you guys at the top of the hour on the Thornton Sex Line, which, by the way, is 502-414-1450. Send in your thoughts on last night's games, your comments, your concerns, your unbridled optimism, all that good stuff at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. We're celebrating here on a Friday here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. song is about today is the greatest day I've ever known. I know. It's, it's very appropriate right now. I'm feeling great. I, I woke up feeling smashing pumpkin seed. I'm fine with that. I don't hate that. You know, I, 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 you know well, yeah, I'm, this is off the course Simon's Dream album, so. That first, like, hit single. There you go. Welcome back in. Friday edition. Mike Rutherford Show here Friday. on 1450, 96.1 The Big X. Friday show is always good, but especially sweet when you're coming off a 56 nothing victory and when your favorite football team a much tortured franchise just knocked off the the top dog in the NFL on their home field on opening night. It all feels good. It's all happening here. We talked about the what happens. You don't have a Kelsey. We we talked about the positives from last night's game. And there were plenty of them. Fifty six nothing victory. You've got a lot to discuss. There were some things that were a bit concerning. I think we can say that. You said you had a, a primary concern. I did. I wonder if ours is the same. I can't imagine not being different because I think it was one of your slight concerns coming out of the Georgia Tech game as well. And that is, and more, I think it was more glaring in this game than it was Georgia Tech because, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, when you're playing Murray State and even the 56 nothing blowout, you should not have seven penalties against this team. That wasn't going to be my number one, but it is a concern for sure. The Particu- penalties- particularly holding calls against a defense you probably should need to be holding. We mentioned the the holding call on Jawar Jordan's long touchdown run that 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 you know took it out. That was a pretty obvious one. Like, you, you, yes, it was, uh, was it on Brian Hudson? It was on one of the offensive linemen. Yeah, I thought it was on a guard on the pool, but I mean, I could be wrong. It was yeah, it was it was a very clear like he missed his. He was late to getting to the spot. Yeah, and he missed his block. Uh, it was on, yeah, it was on Brian Hudson, and he just kind of yanks the dude down by his. I, I couldn't. I didn't have the volume on, so I, I was kind of going a little blind. But we yeah. get we have a big play right after that, which is nullified by another holding penalty. I didn't get a chance to really see that one, but yeah, the, the penalties, especially the. The lack of organization penalties early in the game when you had your first string units out there on both offense and defense were concerning. And again, this is something that for all of the the reasons that were out there to make Jeff Brown the guy, this was one thing that that kind of plagued his Purdue teams a little bit. They had a lot of penalties, a lot of unforced penalties, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of penalties coming at crucial times. 
last night, I think that that was a concern. My primary concern. Yeah, it's nit, we're nitpicking it, we're right? Nitpicking, I mean, because yeah, that for sure. I mean, because I mean, some penalties isn't a horrible. Forty-four yards isn't really horrible. It just it, it kind of the came like, big times. Yeah, and especially when you're playing Murray State, you shouldn't have to have to hold. You shouldn't have to be getting called for some of these penalties that we got called for. I, that, that's that that can make you concerned. Thinking if you've gotten to hold Murray State, what is going to happen when our Dame comes to town? I agree with you. So, but that's do we got time to fix that? My primary concern was. Jack Plummer's deep ball. You talking about the one he underthrew to the wide open? I'm talking about the several deep balls that he threw. Now the the, the were, end of the end of the half interception shouldn't. No, no, he's, he's throwing a hail mary. That, that was yeah, fine. that's that's nothing. Okay. If I'm him, I'm also pissed off. He, he had like 60 yards of like free stats on that last play of the half. And they, they they threw it out there because the flag. If I'm him, I'm like, can we just go to the break? Another flag that we shouldn't have had. To, yeah. yeah. By the way, if that had been a Jordan play, they took with my flag fantasy points. I'd have been mad. But that was a flag on them. Oh, see, I had it on mute, so I thought I'm, it was on us. I'm talking about the last play of the half where you know he just kind of throws out, and you know, Jordan is is running, and it's like he gets like 55, 60 yards on the play. Or it's Garendo actually. It was Garendo. No, it was Garendo. Yeah, yeah. And then they throw they they had committed a penalty, so we get one on time down around the 50, and we take the shot at the end zone. He throws the pick. If I'm him, I'm I'm furious. Like that that, would, that <laughs> kills the stats a little bit. But I was talking more about in the first half, we had four or five plays. Where we had guys open downfield and he just underthrew them. He was late seeing it and he didn't have the arm strength to really get it there. He does have that. Somebody posted a tweet that I really liked. I wish I had their name in front of me, but he was like, "Somebody tell Jack Plummer he needs to hold down the button instead of just tapping it." It felt like a, it feels like a video <laughs> game like where that. he just doesn't he doesn't put enough on it. He just kind of floats everything, which is fine if you see the play quickly enough and you, you get the ball there accurately. It just feels again, and it was less evident. Yesterday than I thought it was against Georgia Tech, he's just like a second late when it comes to seeing when guys are open and getting the ball. And I don't know if it's because we have more speed here than he had at Cal or than he had at Purdue, but he had some pretty good weapons at Purdue. He did, but he's just missing guys. The you know we we thankfully he had one play where they didn't call pass interference on Jamari Thrash when Thrash basically just got tackled a full second before he got the ball. And then they called two or three pass interferences after that, where the first one was like, yeah, that's probably pass interference. You got the left arm in there. The second one I thought was just a bad call. The kid made a good play because the ball was underthrown. It was late getting there. And then there was another one where I was like, yeah, it was kind of that, that was iffy. And then the interception, the kid made an incredible play. I'm not taking anything away from the Murray State player, but he was a, he, he was beaten. He was a step yeah. or two behind. I think it was Kevin Coleman. He catches up to him and makes the diving catch because the ball is late getting there and because it's a little bit underthrown. Like that, it didn't hurt us last night. Obviously, and and Plummer, he makes up for it with a lot of quick hitters. And Jamari Thrash takes a simple slant and and turns it into a 70 yard touchdown. Ballsy throw right there, too. Yeah, that was right. When I first saw it, I thought it got picked. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's the one where you see him throw that and you go, how did you underthrow the others? All those other balls. Yeah, I think his, (laughs) his intermediary passing game last night was really good. He was hitting guys in stride more. He was getting the ball there quickly. But those are throws that you expect a capable six-year quarterback who's played in this offense before to make. My concern is if we're going to have a game at some point this season against a quality opponent where his ability to either hit or not hit on these types of plays where you've got a guy streaking and he's open and you need to hit him in stride to make it a touchdown, that's going to be the difference in the game. And we saw him underthrow Kevin Coleman in the first game against Georgia Tech on what could have been a touchdown. He didn't really, like, his deepest throw in terms of ball in the air was that Jamari Thrash, I think, 28-yard touchdown where it was just kind of a simple pitch and catch after he whoops the guy on the, on the edge with the double move. Last night, I mean, we had some big plays. None of them came on really, like, strong 
down the sidelines throw or down the middle throws to hitting a guy in stride who just beat his man by a step or, or three. And that, I think the longest one was probably the Jordan throw, wasn't it? The, I, and and the, that was kind of like a simple like little loft 25 yards yeah, probably in the air over the middle. Hitting the ball by within 50 yards, I felt like, either. So. And then he, you know, he, he did the bulk of the, of the damage with his legs. To me, like that's that was my biggest concern coming out of this game. Like you should be taking full advantage of a Murray State secondary that that you know cannot guard anybody that's across from them, whether it's Thrash, Coleman, Callaway, uh, Amari Huggins, Bruce, whoever, Chris Bell. Like you should have had guys running open all over the field, and we did, and we took advantage of it when it came to the short and intermediary passing games. But the deep passing game, we were just he was a second late, or the ball was just underthrown. And that wasn't a deal, big deal last night, obviously. But moving forward, I think it will be a big deal in some of these games coming up. No, it's going to be a huge deal because if you can't be a threat to hit somebody over the top, then you're just going to it's going to be kind of the you know 2018 type thing where we had you got teams putting nine guys in the box again and just and, and not you know giving any room for Jordan or, or anybody else to get any running room and you're in trouble. I mean, that's, you've got to be, I mean, even with weapons, I mean, that team still had weapons in 2018 on the outside, but if you don't have somebody that, that the defense thinks can get it to them, then yeah, they're not going to take you seriously. And that's, that's going to be, that's going to be a big problem. I don't think, now that being said, I think Plummer still is, is a better throwing quarterback than Cunningham was in 18, but still, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I that would, that was number two on my nitpick. I don't even know if I have a three, to be honest with you. I've got a three. Okay, because I, I I had just had those two really. Outside that, I really didn't have a three other than maybe they didn't give Den, uh, Des Tell the half sack that I thought I, I, I would deserve. Oh, Did you make that bet? Well, no, but I remember I said that my my prediction was two sacks for Tell, and he had the one. There were I got a. It, it, we need some NFL scores here because that was a half sack in any NFL game. Then, uh, but apparently when I looked at the stat sheet later on, he didn't get. A, he, he was given zero sacks numbers so. I thought he deserved, but that, how's this another quarterback with a scramble like that? Yeah, he was all over the place. Yeah, they thank goodness they didn't have a guy who could throw because they had some open guys that they just like. It's like, well, there's a guy wide open running in space, and they missed him by 18 yards over, over yeah. the head. <laughs> that was. Uh, I'm assuming that's nitpick three. Uh, no. Well, didn't I just give you a four? <laughs> kind of. They had some big plays that they missed on that. That I think teams with better quarterbacks and really just better players overall would have hit on. Four for three for me was the fact that they were able to kind of line up and at times just run it right at us with success. I think that that's not a team that should be able to do that against a defense that we hope is the level that Ron English is going to field this year. I mean, there were times where it was just simple dive plays, simple straight gives, and they were getting five, six, seven yards just running right down our throats. And this is early in the game before you know it had become – decided before we were up three, four, or five scores, and it was just a matter of how much we were going to win by. That was a little bit concerning to me. The numbers don't bear that out if you look at this, the box score. I think they ran for like you know, 94 yards on 32 carries, which is 2.9 yards per carry. It looks great on paper. A lot of that was late in the game when we put our – I mean, our, our backups were getting more of a push against their backups, and, and they played their starters for a long time last night. But, but when, in the fourth quarter when it was – all backups on backups. We just thoroughly dominated them. But in the, in the first half, they were running it down our throats a little bit. Now, they would just get to a point where they would do something stupid. They'd have a penalty. They, they threw a pick. The one time they, they were having a great drive, the one time they tried to run that little jet sweep, and the kid just, just could not handle hold on to the ball, and they fumbled it. 
Those, I felt bad for the kid. He looked mad. I too. did too. Yeah, th- th- those plays bailed us out a little bit when it came to keeping the the shutout alive. What about when the one bounced off the dude and we, we almost got the pick off of it? He was wide. He was open. And he just couldn't. He just bounced off his hands. There were, and I can't remember who it was when diving for the interception. And he, he he trapped it with the ground, but he tried to sell it. It was the North Carolina transfer. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah, Kelly. Because I kept thinking, I'm thinking to myself later on that night. I was like, man, if you're Murray State and you're watching that happen with your receivers, I know you're upset, but look on the bright side. The Chiefs' receivers doing the exact same thing, and they're in the NFL. Yeah, and then the very next play, the guys tried to throw the ball away and throws it right to Devin Neal. I'm like, okay, well. We got that one back. Yeah. There were a lot of plays last night where I'm like, can we save some of these breaks for later in the year? Like we had the the fourth and two play where I, I think it was I think it was Doman threw the ball like right into the the, the, the it was the Nick Walker the cue through the L's down. Uh, they threw it right into his hands and it gets batted to Chris Bell who makes the diving catch right at the yard line for a two yard gain to keep the drive alive. I'm like, can we save a play like that for I don't know Notre Dame, Kentucky, anybody else in the schedule? Like we don't need that type of luck right now. But there were several of those plays. Uh, last night, but I was just a, a little bit concerned that we didn't dominate more at the line of scrimmage defensively when in the first half when it was ones on ones. That uh, I was like, man, if they can run the ball this effectively against us, what are some of these teams later on the schedule going to be able to do? Like they, I, we weren't as physical at the point of attack as I, I would have liked to have seen us against a overmatched opponent. Yeah, didn't concern you at all. Uh, a little bit. Thought but, we were fine. Yeah, I, I was, okay. It, it, didn't, it didn't bother me as much. I mean, like I said, the, the penalties coming in situations where you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to be in a situation where you're requiring to hold a guy at, at that level was, was, but I guess that kind of falls in the same realm as what you're talking about. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Besides that, we, I, I did love the kid throwing the L's down down twenty. I didn't see that. that actually. Oh, you didn't see no. it? it was, it's all over the place. It was the, the best part of it was so he also like he went nuts after that play where he batted the pass and ended up we ended up catching it for a first down. He did the whole like not in my house thing, like spread the hands apart, like incompletion. We're getting off the field. It was forty two nothing at that point. I'm like I mean <laughs> And everybody, all these U of L fans were like, This must be the kid that transferred over from from Kentucky. Like he's throwing else down. He looks like he hates us. He's very animated. He played a good game. Was he the kid? I looked him up. No. He's a kid from Illinois that's played for Murray State the last four, three years. Well, um, he's been here Murray for three years. He's sick of hearing about Louisville, I, I guess. guess. I, he just developed some hatred for us. But, yeah, he did a very animated L's down, down by four scores, which reminded me of Roman Oven's kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Roman Oven's kid a few years ago for Duke when he did it when we had, like, 56-7 to seven lead. Um, that was uh, th- th- that was interesting. But did we? I can't remember. This is the burnout moment to me. The Wagner kids were at Murray, though, weren't they? Or were they at Eastern? I think they went oh, to Eastern. EKU. That's right, yeah. Both of them, Jarris Brents and yeah. the, uh, the. You're the, right. It was. You're but right. I think yeah. they've graduated now. I think oh, they have. Well, I think one of them actually. Jar- Jarris Brents got arrested. One of them, I think, yeah, didn't even actually pan out. Yeah. He, I believe, is in jail right now. And then the, the one who went to Duke may still be playing, or he just graduated. You know, Wagner stereotype for you. Well, he. It, I don't think Wagner was Jarris's issue. He had he had a number of issues, but um, unfortunately, I mean, he was a hell of a talent. I wish he could have played here. A uh, couple other things that we. I mean, the Joey Gate would play. First of all, Harrison Bailey has him wide open oh, before. Well, the best part was was not only was Gatewood open, the guy behind him, the receiver was open. Yeah, he could have hit either one. He almost hit the receiver overthrowing Gatewood. I kind of wondered if somebody <laughs> ran the wrong route there because they were they, they were sort of in the same space. But Bailey misses him, and you're kind. Of, I was kind of like, damn, like this, you know, this kid transferred here. He's a former. Like he was. I don't think we realized he went when he went to Auburn. He was the number twenty four overall player in that recruiting class of twenty eighteen. 
Like, he was a five-star quarterback, the number two quarterback in that class, number 24 overall player. Like, he's, tr- he's trying to reinvent himself. I'm rooting for him. I think it would be a cool story if he was able to become a big-time contributor here. And I was like, damn. Like, he had a chance there. And then we go for it on fourth down, which I love that, like, like Harrison Bailey, he's not going to punt. We don't, we don't punt when Harrison Bailey is our starting quarterback. <sighs> and so you've got Bailey to Gatewood a couple of plays later. And Gatewood, like, he looks awesome in space. He, he throws a dude off him. He jukes a guy out at the 10. He takes it to the house. Like, that was probably the play of the night. And I love the fact that it was a, a former top 100 recruit who has come here as a walk-on after being at Tennessee and UNLV and under uh, achieving there. And then a former top 25 recruit who went to Auburn, Kentucky, and UCF and never really panned out there. I mean, this is the guy that started for Kentucky against Georgia. Yeah, it's just kind of a cool and actually, moment. In the game where Kentucky's probably been the closest they've been to Georgia in like 10 years. Yeah, I mean... It was, they only it, lost about... That was the, the 14-3 game. I'm rooting for both those guys. And also, I mean, it's no small deal that Gatewood makes a play like that because our starting tight ends, Kariski and, and Lifson, have not been involved in the passing game at all. Like, no. and, and Jeff Brom loves using the tight end. I think any effective passing game has to use the tight end. Gatewood looks a guy looks looks like a guy if he can understand the blocking element of the position and maybe get a better handle on the offense that I mean just natural ability wise he could really help us this season and get some big time reps I know they got Jamari Johnson out there a lot they tried to get him involved in the passing game uh, that didn't really happen but he was he played a lot of snaps in the second half which was good to see but that yeah you know, this is one of those things where you just kind of hope that it, maybe plays a little bit against Indiana a little bit against Boston College and then maybe middle of the year he develops as this reliable weapon that we can utilize because he looks like a guy, and I know it's just one play, but he looks like a guy that could really help you in the passing game. I mean, he's just he's a pure athlete with he's yeah. 6'5", 235, 240 pounds. And he yeah. moves that way. And I know a lot of people can point out, you know, Trevor, you, how Trevor, I thought you said he was never going to play here. He's never going to get on the – he scored a touchdown second game. He looks to be effective. I I'm, I was wrong. I'm sorry, but it, 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 unfortunately when I have a you know a top prospect going on his fourth school in five years – I'm going to lean more towards the fact it's not going to work out sometimes. Usually yeah, it doesn't probably. My whole thing was he's got nowhere to go. So You're he, right. But, he, I mean, ha- most of those kids don't, though, when they get to this point. I mean. Yeah, but no, eligibility-wise, though. He either plays oh, that's here true. he's yeah. got nowhere to yeah. play. Like, this is this is his last shot. Very much as this is. You know, it hasn't stopped some kids are still not performing, but I can understand where you, yeah, your argument is. This is literally last chance you for him, and it was nice to see him. I mean, I'm glad I'm wrong. I li- I'm, 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 I'm thrilled to be wrong. I'm wrong a lot. I mean, look at tomorrow, for example. I'll be wrong on more occasions than one. I mean, we have we also have we have to talk about Allen Houston's kid gets out there and makes three catches. Who looks just like Allen Houston, didn't by even, the way? I did not know that. Come on, man. Come on. Well, no, I know who Allen Houston is. I didn't know his kid. Again, I had the game on mute, so I didn't hear any. I didn't hear him say anything about yeah, it. Yeah, he, he's the transfer from Brown. This is his first year here. It'll be his last year here as well. But he had three catches last night. He, I mean, he does look just like his dad. It's, it's crazy to see uh, Kataris Hicks, who Keith Wynn loves. He, he thinks he's going to be a star here. He made a nice over the shoulder catch. When he got in, William Foles got in and made a catch. Elijah Downing got in and made a catch. We saw Jimmy Callaway do a little bit more in the passing game. It was just, I mean, it was awesome to see so many guys get involved because, like I said earlier, injuries are always going to happen. At least a couple of guys that we saw a lot of last night who didn't play against Georgia Tech are going to start getting big-time snaps as the season goes on. I mean, just look at the, look at the secondary. You didn't see a whole lot of Cam, uh, Cam Kelly in the first game against GT. You didn't see – you saw a little bit more of Devin Neal. MJ Griffin is hurt before the season starts. Josh Minkins is out now. All of a sudden, both those guys are in the starters. And, you know, you need them to play well. So, 
I, I think getting some guys, Stanquan Clark gets in last night. He makes he, he had a huge hit on special teams. Uh, he made a, a, his first tackle in a traditional sense on defense. Keith Brown got in there. Popeye Williams saw the field last night. Like These are guys that some of them are going to have to end up playing big-time snaps once we get to the second half of the year. And so to see them go out there and have some success early on this year I think is no small thing. All right, uh, we, we, we've said our piece. We've given our thoughts. We want to hand it over to you guys on the Thornton Sex Line after the break. 502-414-1450, what you liked, what you didn't like, how this made you feel about the rest of the season. It's all coming your way next. The text line takes over here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961, the Big X. Friday to you. The best Fridays are the celebration Fridays, and that's what we're in the midst of right here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961 The Big X. I did the timing worked out perfectly for me last night. So halftime happens. I actually ended up having to. John like refuses to sleep for Mary, so I end up having to put him to sleep. So she, Mary, went back there. He's like, I I hear him like calling out. It's like talking and like doing his little gaggle, and he runs out. It's halftime. I'm like, all right. I'll get him down. Don't worry about it. So I, I missed out on my Lions Chiefs time during halftime that I thought I was going to get. But you, I didn't, get, you didn't have it like split screen or anything on that? No, or? no, no. I, I'm focused on the cards. Oh, okay. Gotta be I focused had, on the cards. I right? had them both screened on the So I get John down, come out. It's, it's, it ends up being perfect right in time for the second half. So I, I do, after we get the big lead, I'm watching the UofL game, but commercials and, and every now and then on when Murray State has the ball, I'm flipping over to Lions Chiefs. I'm seeing it go along. It's also it helps because like you know you've got Twitter the big plays are always going to pop up on Twitter so I see the in the first half I see the fake punt early on yeah. shout out to Jalen Reese Maven love you uh, I I see like the fact that we took the seven nothing lead I saw the, the score play I see the pick six after that and, and so you're able to follow along but when I flip over for good when the U of L game ends it's seventeen fourteen I get to watch the the Chiefs go up by three but us hold to keep it a one possession game and then I watch us go down and score. And then I see the, we've given Mahomes too much time. And then I see the, we've given them the ball at the forty-five with. You the, went for it on fourth and two, yeah. which I, I I liked. I know that. I don't know about run. I'm passing the ball at a shotgun when you've been running the ball down their throat the whole game. But yeah, okay, I, I, I was fine with it. Also, if Goff just looks in front of him, all he has to do is like just run two yards. And he yeah, because the guys down. weren't open either, and he tried to throw the ball. Yeah, through. with try to throw it through a guy, which. I, yeah. But I, I like the call to go for it because yes. I think that the announcers were right where they're like. Do you feel that much better about giving Mahomes the ball at like the ten? Really important, Chris Collins. Then you do. I do. I, I think he's exactly <laughs> right. Anytime you give him the ball, you're like, I, I assume we're going to lose here, and we probably would have lost if uh, if Tony could catch a, a pass. Thank God he couldn't. But uh, I, I saw somebody else last night say this, and I thought it was a it was really really interesting. When they got to fourth and twenty five, they were like, Mahomes should have gone to the nine yard line and stepped out of bounds. Because it would have forced the Lions. They wouldn't have been able to. You, you can't get a first down and keep the clock going. They would have either have had to have scored a touchdown or kicked a field goal, and there would have been a minute 28 left. 
with the Chiefs having the ball, and you feel better about that situation than you do converting. Carl Shepard's just repping, and he calls him Bantam holding well, call. You, you, know. you feel better about that situation than you do converting on a fourth and 25. So I was like, yeah, that's next-level thinking. But regardless, the Chiefs can't get it done. Other than that, Freddie Mitchell. The Lions look good. The Lions win 21-20. I mean, I, I, I've seen people going off on him about it <laughs> today, and I totally agree. Like Mike Tirico saying that this game deserves an asterisk. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> He's like, a little bit. They mentioned Chris Jones and Travis oh, Kelsey being Lord. out every single play. I'm like, oh, well, I mean. Do you, I mean, when you get into like November and December, <laughs> there's always a key player out in like the playoffs or whatever. Nobody ever <laughs> says that you have to have an asterisk by this game. We treat the babysitting of Patrick Mahomes, and I like Mahomes. But the babysitting of Patrick Mahomes is just next level. Like, like well, he can I mean, never be blamed for anything. He never actually loses a game. It's just absurd. Like, give the Lions some credit for God's sake. They went into Kansas City and beat the reigning. I don't care who they don't have. They had Mahomes. They had the, all their other weapons besides two guys, and they lost. Well, suck it. In fairness, after Kelsey, their their weapons are pretty bad. Who cares? I think the greatest one of my favorite tweets of all, maybe of all time now is I don't I can't remember who it was. I I, I saw it off Troy Macker retweeted it, and it was from a writer in Philadelphia. It's like Andy Reid somehow found a way to find the 2023 versions of James Thrash and Todd Spinkston and giving them to to, to Patrick Mahomes. I'm like. And yes, that's exactly what I'm. I'm looking at poor Don McNabb trying to throw the ball to Todd Stinkston in 2004 again. Um, I mean, because I mean, the Tony one Tony uh, uh, saying, I mean, he catches that, which he should. That's a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, there's nobody even near him. I mean, well, I don't know if it's a touchdown. If he hits him in stride, it's a touchdown. Because he ha- he with that speed, yeah, where the angle he had, especially on your corner mm. on the safety over there, I think it's a touchdown. I disagree with that. It was it's moot because he couldn't hold on the ball. Right. I mean, it's it's moot also because he the fact that the, your defensive touchdown came off his couldn't hold on to the ball on that one either. Right. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, it's part of the game. It happens. I mean, you know, take, you'll take it. But, um, I mean, I wouldn't make excuses left and right like Tariq said. It, it's, been an to say it's an asterisk is just I absurd. Mean, There's injured players in every game. It, it's like saying, like, well, if Tony Kel- Kelsey being out really hurt him. It's though. an asterisk because they, you know, Tony couldn't catch the ball. It's, it's football. That's part of it. You have to go out there and make plays. I'm sorry. Like, it's, it's a ridiculous he had thing. Four drops last night. No one in a single game last year had more than three drops in a game. Mahomes never <laughs> can be blamed for anything. He's, he's God. I mean, it's, it's well, fine. I don't he think he lost a game. I don't think he should be blamed last night. I don't think he did anything wrong. I think he played as well. He could play, and uh, I mean the coach. You can blame Reed. I mean, listen, I'm not taking anything from the Lions. I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, it, it, Chris Jones. I don't think. I think he's over. I, I'm gonna say, oh, he's overrated. But the fact he wasn't in the game. I mean, he still held Detroit to 14 points. I mean, there. I mean, uh, technically, I mean, obviously the defensive touchdown counts. I mean, it wasn't like the Chiefs' defense played poorly. I mean, Detroit's offense is solid. They did a good, as good a job as you're gonna do with or without Chris Jones. I think out there, the Kelsey one was big. I think that wouldn't. And I'm not saying it would have made a difference and Kansas City would have won the game. I think it would have caused Detroit to be a little more aggressive with things. And I don't know if 21 points would have done it if Kelsey had played. But here's what I would say: Who knows? I mean, we'll never know. And it's it's it's. I think we should. I think we should have an asterisk for not winning by three touchdowns. We had four guys suspended for gambling. If Jamison Williams plays last night, we win by at least three scores. Asterisk by just a one point win. Suck it, Tarico. <laughs> How does Mike Tarico still have a job? All the sexual assault well, you're, you're allegations. Over, you're over with Chris Collinsworth now. Collinsworth was the same guy when it was 7-7. He went a straight face, said him to the camera. You know, I think Detroit might have a chance of winning this game. I mean, Collinsworth sucks. It's 7-7. Collinsworth sucks, but he was right. Like, like, you know, you can suck and still be correct every now and then. Uh, he was definitely correct with the going for it on fourth down. Like, I, I, 
either put him I, away or you give the ball to Mahomes anywhere. I feel like you're going to lose. I don't hate Collinsworth, but he's always been kind of under my skin since our Super Bowl in 17 when I went back and watched the game because I was, you know, there. Uh, but when I went back and watched it and I realized, like, dude, the whole second half when we're doing all these great things offensively, he spent most of the time talking about James Harrison and how he's going to make a play. And he never made a play. Like, there was one play he just kept, like, going to replays of James Harrison. Like, this is, I think, when he makes the burst. I'm like, the dude was in, not an impact in any point in the game. He was shut down completely by our left tackle. And, like, so that, that always annoyed me a little bit. Was how you just, it's a very specific concern. I mean, like, nobody besides you cares about it. A, it bugged me, man. It's been six years and it still bugs me. Clearly. Right, and he thought that Chris Clement's touchdown wasn't any good. And let's I was go like, to the Thornton Sex line, 502-414-1450. We made you guys wait. I had to get the, a little bit of Lions taken. We're going to the Super Bowl. Lions are going to the Super Bowl. Reds are going to the World Series. Cards are going to the College Football Playoff. Avalanche are going to win the Stanley Cup. What a time to be alive. Well, before you, just real quick before you move off Lions, and then we can get into later, but are, what about your thoughts on people just angry about Dan Campbell's, the way he reacts to a win? And way he, t- way he just They he, were? He, oh, yeah. People, some people on Twitter were like, this is just ridiculous. This guy, he's, he's running his mouth. He's, he's, he's taunting the fans. You just want to, you're one and oh, man. I didn't see any of that. I saw. So then there were some people on, like, I, I just, you know, I guess in the post game, he was, I don't say he was, I mean, he's kind of a cocky dude, though. I mean, he just he, said, he's, like, he's kind of that, he's got that kind of, well, swagger, I saw the quote yeah. where, they, you know, they're like, what did you learn? He's like, I didn't learn anything. I, yeah. I got confirmation of what I already knew. I which like, is like that. <laughs> I like it too. It's a, it's a good way to instill some confidence in your team. Um, I mean, I, I didn't see anybody like going after him. I mean, I, I yeah, there were a lot of Lions fans there. Like they were, there were. I will, I will say I this. saw the players like going out, and like yelling at the crowd because they were going over to the Lions fans that were all in Arrowhead. I, I understand if maybe sometimes it depends on the situation where maybe you shouldn't be. You can hold back the cockiness, but if you're you're the head coach of the Detroit Lions, who's just been beaten down for like fifty years, I think you got to be a little over cocky, right? You got to have a little bit of swag. You got to have that kind of attitude because you're you're pulling this whole fan base and this franchise. Kind of up from the ground. Yeah, I, I have no problem with it. That, that, that that's this like if you're with the Chiefs or with like the you know a team that's you know if Andy Reid does it, kind of comes off kind of a douchey. But Dan Campbell needs that. You need to have the attitude in Detroit if you're going to be successful. I think. Yeah, I mean, you, I like it. It's a it's a franchise that doesn't know how to win. And no, he's trying to instill this winning mentality in them, and I think what they did at the end, at the end of last year went a long way towards building a foundation. I think now they're they're just kind of expanding upon that. But I, I was fine with it. I, I liked the. No, I like him. Yeah, I liked the you know the, the the players going over to all the Lions fans. Lions, you can't get tickets to Lions home games this year. It's like the first time forever they've they've sold out like every single home game. It, it's a it's the hottest ticket in Michigan, and they're now going to away games. It's a, it's it's pretty impressive. You're unveiling the uh, the Barry statue next week. Barry statue's coming out, which is awesome. Yeah. I, I love that Barry's. He's drinking the Kool Aid too on the Lions. He's all excited about that. We didn't mention Ernest Givens getting his number. Uh, honored last night, which I thought was very cool. He's I did too. One of the very first autographs I ever had. My dad uh, knew Ernest Givens. He got an autograph from him when he was with the. Uh, the it's the awesome, Oilers. actually. And it was a it's still some sort, still somewhere at my parents' house. <laughs> I, was, I remember like it was like the first time that I learned like autographs were a thing. Where he had like, this little glossy photo that he'd, he'd signed to me, which was very cool. But it was nice to see him get honored. I looked that he got some airtime last night during the game. That was cool. I'm 29th glad you, player in I, the Ring of Honor. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, I almost texted you about that last night because <clears throat> I didn't know if we'd get to bring it up on the show, but. Because I don't know, maybe it's just me. I always feel like Ernest Gibbons is kind of like that kind of forgotten about great Louisville player. He is. I mean, he he, he was here for, I think, two because he was a Juco, I believe. So I think he only played two years at Louisville. And he was that, you know, that, I mean, before the Howard era. So, and he just kind of, he was one of those guys that was, was really good with the Oilers, was part of that running gun team with, with Warren Moon. And, 
and kind of Haywood Jeffries and, and Lorenzo White and that group and you know that was really offensively explosive and it just kind of I remember growing up I was kind of like that was like the one guy I'd brag about being a Louisville player like in the NFL at the time because I mean he was like kind of the only one really and I mean to a degree and and you know that's I, I was glad to say I always felt like he kind of gets lost in the the lore of like the you know your, your Johnny Knight is going way back and then you have everything yeah. pretty much since. You know, Louisville's success is pretty much, you know, Snellenberger and on. I always thought, like, him and, and uh, you know, then you have Tom Jackson, obviously, doesn't get overlooked. But, you know, I always thought he kind of got lost in the mix. And to see him get honored last, that last night, I was like, that's awesome. I Because he, he well deserved it. He had a great career at Louisville. It was cool. He was a sure. great pro and a, he had a really good, in short as it was, a career at Louisville. All right, let's get to the text line. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Texture says. Texture says. Who were the last three QBs to make nine last night? I know Plummer, Conley, Doman, Bailey, Clarkson, and Allen. <laughs> Who are the other three? I think we already went into that. It was Ball, Sam Young, Egan. Ball, and, and Travis Egan. Yeah. yeah. The, all three are, are walk-ons. In addition to Harrison Bailey, who's also a walk-on. For the record, the Texas don't feel bad. I, he says he could – Rutherford says he could, I couldn't have named all nine before the game. I just knew that there were nine. I, I didn't even know there was nine. I didn't, did we have nine quarterbacks in the entire Satterfield era? We had like four the okay. entire time. <laughs> just making Ball sure. is the one that I didn't – I knew Sam Young because he wears 18. I knew Travis Egan because Bullet East, and he was kind I, of a, I did a remember that, preferred yeah. walk-on. But the ball is the one that I was like, ooh, I did, yeah, did not know him. Sammy Ball? Sammy Ball. Yeah, sure. Texas, <laughs> can one of our nine quarterbacks also play point guard on our basketball team? <laughs> I'm surprised that joke wasn't used more. Good, though. Yeah, we, we could use somebody. Texas says there were others. Vlad Sr. Oh, God, the, the ping on the hands. We're back to ping on the hands. Uh, Vlad Sr. apparently also peed on, on his hands. Hey, hey, well, I don't care because he, he produced like one hell of a son. So I'm, I don't, he can pee wherever he wants. <laughs> he, gave, says, he gave me Vlad Jr. Pee, pee away, my friend. Pee away. Texas, I'm going <laughs> to ask the question we're all wondering after last night. Will Trevor score higher on the ACT than the number of quarterbacks Brom used last night? Oh, nice. Ooh, over-unders at nine. What do you say? Come on, Mike. What do you got? Come on. Be, be mean over, to me. I think you'll get over a nine. Okay. I, I think, think you're, I think you're going to get double digits. Being, you may be lying to yourself and me, but okay. No, I think you're going to – as long as you finish the test, you should get over a nine. If, if, if a monkey took the test and just filled out random letters, they would get better than a nine. I think okay, you can so, do that. So you're – so he went from like maybe like making me – like build me up to like, well, a monkey can do it. <laughs> I think you're, I think I you're mean, smarter than a Are you dumber monkey. than a monkey, Trevor? We're, we're going to find out. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Are we talking like like sign language speaking monkeys? Because I don't know. If the a- ACS is hard to do. Uh, it's trained monkeys, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can finish. The, the finishing part does worry me because that's where I'm. Concerned. I move. Well, I move slow because I read so slow. I have, I have ADD or ASD or STD. I can't remember. It's one of those. Texas says thoughts on the game. One, Jamari Thrash, Jawar Jordan, and Isaac Grendel are very good. <laughs> Two, we didn't play hard enough on defense. What's what's that? You not seen that Jim Harbaugh quote? Mm-hmm. There's no offense. There's no defense. It's all we fence. Yeah, no, I watch him. I mean, the, I, I just know. I took up for Harbaugh for a little bit. I don't hate Michigan as much as some people do, but you know the, the, the players acting like he died. Oh God, I saw. I didn't quotes. know that. I didn't see that till they lined up in a straight line. With I, can't, I, I can't. I can't. He got suspended. Anymore. I hope they lose every game. <laughs> That's yeah. I agree. Says, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm against him. Trevor taking the AC on seven hours of sleep. Good luck, man. Is that not that's that's most people get that kind of amount of sleep, right? It's pretty average. I gotta double check them to beat there at eight, or I have to. I'll verify that. Texas six eighty is talking about the U of L game, not nephews. How do you know you're listening to us talking about nephews? <laughs> Touche. 
<laughs> Good for 680, by the way. Also, 680 doesn't have a Louisville show, so they're probably not talking about the game. Well, it's a UK show, so they probably are talking about the game. Texas says the vibes are off today. Well, that was just it. That was we had a little hiccup at the beginning. That's fine. What was hiccup? What do you mean? When I talked and I was like ready for you to give your spiel, and you were like, "Yep." Yeah. Oh, well, man. that's okay. I didn't even notice. Texas was at the game. Overall, it's hard to complain about a fifty-six nothing beatdown. Obviously, happy with Thrash, best group of, re- of receivers we've had since the Sugar Bowl season. Very happy with the entire group of running backs, especially Jordan. I think Brown has tremendous upside. Areas of concern to me are not getting a uh, sack so far. Murray's receivers getting behind the DBs. Lack of tight end play. Maybe they found something in Gatewood. Not sure about Plummer being good enough to beat good teams on the road. I think that most people are kind of on that boat. I, I think that most people agree with that. It was concerning to see they had a number of plays where they had receivers open and a better quarterback would have capitalized on that or receivers would have caught the ball. And we haven't we, – we have not gotten – a ton of sacks. I mean, do we have a sack yet? Yeah, we had a sack last night. Did we? Was that it? We they only recorded us for one, which I can't remember who they gave it to. I thought it could have been a multi sack because that was the one I thought Tell should have gotten like a half sack. They on gave it. it to Ashton Jelani. Yeah, that, that, so we had one sack last night, which is yeah. but that, but in fairness, like the quarterback was kind of running around like a chicken with his head cut off a little bit. Ashton had the sack that got overturned against Georgia Tech. Uh, Tell had the the forced fumble, which was a sack against Georgia Tech. Um, Jelani had the pressure in the first game that caused the interception early on. But, yeah, we have not done a great job at getting to quarterback so far through no. two games. I guess if that would be a tidbit for me, it would be now it, the better, more pressure from at least our, our line, a down lineman. Like, that's because uh, not to have any problem with blitzing, I just – you got to be able to get pressure with your guys with a hand down with that, without having to blitz. I think you also can say, and this is going to sound like Homer-ish, but I think it's true, we played a very vanilla defense last night. Oh yeah, there was right no, so. There was no reason to really show your hand with anything. No. I, I think you'll see a diff, some different looks against Indiana, and also hopefully you'll see a, a healthier unit. We had some guys out that were will probably play some big time snaps on defense and a couple on offense. Crap, I do got to be there eight a.m. tomorrow. It means I have to be up at seven. You're not gonna get up at seven. Oh god, I thought I was thinking I had to be there at eight. I thought I was thinking I'd be up at eight and be there at nine. TK March starts at eight sharp. The fans <laughs> will be there. It's gonna be seven. It means I got to be up at seven. Means I'm getting six hours. Maybe, I'm probably only going on like four or five hours sleep. Can't wait till we start chanting like at eight o'clock. I'm gonna Trevor, walk in there with a with a twelve pack Trevor, of mellow yellow. It's like eight forty five. Like, is he coming? Excuse me, people. We're trying to test in here. <laughs> <laughs> I love when I go to my thing. I, I, I just realized also I got to print out my my admission ticket. You come flying in the door, like falling down. I'm here. So I don't, I don't, I don't have <laughs> a printer here. here. Like I need to print out my ticket. I need to get home like at some point tonight and print out my ticket. Oh, you, well, you're going home at some point. Yeah, but I don't even know. Like I, my mom's got a printer in her in her office, but I don't like I don't know how to use it. I guess Mom, I'm, wake up! I'm about to like I think I'm gonna have to text her and like email it to her and ask her to print it out for me because she gets home tonight like eight. I don't get home till late. You know, she'll be packed. She goes to bed like noon or midnight. She'll be in bed by the time I get home. By the way, Texter, nice seats. Sent us a picture from uh, of his oh, yeah? view of the game. Very nice. Nice seats. Great formation. Looks good. Texas, I was in section uh, 307 in the flight deck, and it was half full once everyone arrived. It was around the second quarter when everyone moved to the, the party deck and the lower bowl to sit with friends with empty seats nearby. I feel like that's how it goes. I, I feel like you'll see. It's kind of like any Major League Baseball game where the people who have the upper-level tickets, they'll show up, they'll sit down for a little bit, and they'll kind of scope out, you know, are there going to be some seats down that we can move to and, and probably not get in trouble? Uh, you know, maybe we're going to walk around and see some friends. I think that happens at UFL games a lot, and it definitely does make the 
the upper level looks worse as the game goes on. I saw Mario Huggins Bruce made a some sort of comment. Of, like, he tweeted out, you know, big thanks to Card Nation. The fans showed up. You all were loud all night. It's like, would love for you guys to stay for the full game though, moving forward. And I was like, buddy, we've been, yes, yeah, we've been barking up that tree for a long time. And uh, I'm, if it's not a close game, I'm afraid it's probably not going to happen. You're not going to have your cake eat it too here, buddy. I wish it. I wish it. I'm not saying it shouldn't happen. I'm just saying it's probably not going to. <laughs> Fans are going to stay. Fan, I mean, and that's not a Louisville thing. If Kentucky's beating Murray State, you know, they play EKU tomorrow. If they're beating EKU by 56 in the fourth quarter, Kroger Field is not going to be packed. It, it's kind of bright. So the team you're about to play next week, their fan base was leaving after they fell down 7 nothing. Yeah, it, it's going to be half full. That's just the, the way that it goes. If Indiana's blasting Indiana State tonight, it's going to be a pretty empty stadium by the end of the game. It was empty when it starts, probably. Texas has two games in, and we still have what-if thoughts about how good things could go this football season. It's fun. Sure, the opponents have been lower tier, but motions at basketball in the last five football seasons. <laughs> uh, you got to crawl where you can walk, though. and we're, we're crawling real well. We're about to jump up on two feet and start running. Texas says, your third p- nitpick is my main one. Run defense worries me, specifically outside contained with both off-tackle and QB scrambles. It's, yeah, I mean, I, it, it, that stood out to me as a concern, for sure. Texas, are we going to talk about – I knew this was going to happen. I knew somebody was going to text us in. Mm-hmm. Are we going to talk about Nolan Smith wearing all red to the blackout? Was he really? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even – again, I did not notice. Uh, well, <laughs> it was, it's only popped up on social media since. He was, oh, like, okay. he was like on the broadcast or anything. But he was with the players. All the players are wearing black. I think the other coaches are wearing black. He had a full-on like red Adidas jumpsuit. Uh, it was, at least it was Adidas. I mean <laughs> – Baby steps. I mean, come on, is that like, now, now, do you credit this for like just being unaware or just trying to be different? I don't know. I mean, I, I saw some there's fans. There's no way you could not know it was a blackout. I mean. I saw some fans who were like, I love just like, you know, no one just does whatever the hell he wants. It's awesome. I'm like, is it though? You know, is it, or is it just kind of like a douche move? It's you know? kind of a, yeah. Like, you, you know, I mean, Josh, your AD, your boss is telling everybody to wear black. All the other coaches that I see there are wearing, Danny Busboom Kelly, who's got the number two team in the country is wearing all black. Her husband, her kid, they're wearing all black. Jeff Walls is there. He's wearing all black. You're the assistant coach of a four-win team, the worst team in UofL history, and you got the all-red jumpsuit. Like, I, I, I just – can you not just wear black? Like, just be, just be a team player. Like, everybody else is trying to if – if he forgot, that's one thing. If he did it because he's got this I don't give a bleep attitude and I, the criticism doesn't bother me. Like, I mean, he even forgot when he walked in, he could have somebody could have gotten him a black shirt or something. I, I mean, just don't get it. Like, I, I don't get why. It's you, not like he's you know Joe Blow fan sitting in next section three fifteen. He can't leave. I mean, again, these are minor quibbles. If you win, nobody cares. But like, I mean, I, I would have the same quibble if it was Jeff Walls, like wearing a, a bright red shirt, who's you know who's accomplished everything you can possibly accomplish at U of L besides winning a national title, and who's beloved here. If he wore a bright red shirt and was like, I just do whatever the hell I want because I'm Jeff Walls, I'd be like, yeah, that's not not really cool. If you forgot, that's one thing. If you just did it because you feel like you can do whatever you want, then that's that's another. Probably how bad how big of it speaking of uh, looking like a like a like a douche, what about Jim Phillips on the sideline? Yeah. <laughs> just kind of like <laughs> I like that they they, sh- they were doing a close up of him and like they, Josh- they, they look like they did not want to be anywhere near each other a little well, bit. Well, I like that Josh kept his head like I guess he didn't know that he was on. Like Josh's head kept like just taking over the shot. He kept like leaning forward so it was like just the side of Josh's <laughs> face blocking Jim Phillips. I was like, "Good. Steal that camera, Josh. Do it right." Yeah, Jim didn't look very comfortable. He, looked like, he didn't look did like not he look like there. he wanted to be there at all, right? Like, like that's why we got some calls early in the game though. We actually had, you know, the they're not going to screw yeah. us against an ACC, non-ACC team. 
That was nice. <laughs> Jim Phillips just like showing, like trying to prove like he doesn't hate this. Like I told you, I'm, like, I'm showing up for a game, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See? See, See, I'm here. I'm a present father. It's a pretty much what it is. Yeah, he's a dad. I went to one of your soccer games. He, he missed two seasons worth of soccer and three ballet uh, recitals, but he showed up on the fourth birthday. He went to like their exhibition game. Yeah, I was in the back. I was there. I was there. <laughs> what do you want from me? Texas Mike, were you sporting the black 18 cards jersey and some Detroit Lions panties? What a great night of football. I was not, but I did rock the Lions hat with the uh, the card shirt yesterday for the show. And today I, I, I'm doing the opposite. I had the uh, the card shirt with the Lions little pullover. So uh, I mean, yeah, got to support the team. I had a nice girlfriend that bought some Eagles panties as a gift for me. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I thought it was sexy. I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I did used to. Uh, I'm not gonna say. I'm, I'm not gonna go down that road. There's no point going there. No good can come from what I was just about to get. Into. And for the record, those that are thinking it before you text it, no, I never put them on. You should have. They're too small. <laughs> Breathe through your eyelids. <laughs> Texas says, did "Nice we, call. I like that." Thank you. Did we even have nine QBs during all four years of Satterfield seasons? I don't think so. I don't think we did. Uh, yeah, I think did we have, add up all four Satterfield seasons combined? Like, guys that may have left after one year, did we have nine at any point? I mean, we had, like, Malik, Conley, and, yeah. and then I, I think during that year, it was like, if, he, if Conley gets hurt, we're going with a receiver at quarterback. Like, we had no, we had nobody else. Well, and I mean, was, two of the ones we have now were under Satterfield. And then, yeah, thing. and then it was, like, Malik, uh, Doman, and, and Conley, and Conley was hurt. We had uh, the, the McElroy kid from Trinity as a walk-on last year. I mean, yeah, yeah. And the, the other walk-on who got some playing. I mean, that was the thing. Like, the, the one year where Malik got hurt and then Conley got hurt, we had the whose name just escapes me. Like the, the walk-on was getting Sean something was getting like big time oh, stats. We had nowhere else to go was, to. I know. I know. You're talking, I can't remember who. It was. And he was not great. Like like it was one of those things where like how do you not have more quarterbacks in this roster? I did like so my guy um, uh, Scott was like Satterfield's rolling over in his grave right now with these quarterbacks playing. I'm like well he's not dead. He's just he, he's just dead to us. Texas is Allen Houston related to Wade Houston? <laughs> if so, can he play point guard? <laughs> well, don't ask Allen to come here. He won't do that. Dude, I think Bray. Oh yeah, why did you remember Braden Smith had like more passes than, than some of our quarterbacks under Satterfield? And he threw a better ball than, than a lot of them. <laughs> under Satterfield's era, he had two two wide receivers play quarterback at some point. There was a certain point last year where I was like, I mean, we're not using Braden a whole lot in the passing game at receiver. He throws a pretty tight spiral. Maybe we just get him under center a little bit and see what happens. Do you remember where he transferred to? I don't. Yeah. Did we ever find out? I don't think we did. I think he made. I, think, kinda... I know you've asked this question several times, and I probably like because always... I liked Braden Smith. I thought he had a t- potential, but I always look it up, and I feel like we get an answer. But I, he, uh, he he went to Cincinnati with with Saturday. Oh, did he? Okay, well, I guess he thought he might get to play quarterback. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> I bet he's the third string quarterback. Texas says I stayed till the very end of the game. I always do, but I also missed out on about three hours worth of sleep because of that late Thursday night game. Yeah, if you, if you stayed to the end. Because it's even when you stay to the end, like I always think when we used to have season tickets, and you know, I, I was a big stay to the end of the game guy, and you, you'd see the stadium clear out, and I'm like, well, this is going to be great. We'll get out of here, no problem. You never get out of there, no problem. Oh no, there's never. N- you know as long as as long as there's at least like five thousand other people in the stadium with you, it's going to take you a solid hour to get home. Uh, and yeah, so if you stay to the end of the game last night, you're probably hurting a little bit this afternoon and looking for an early night on Friday. But. Yeah, you can enjoy listening to some of the post game shows. Absolutely. Yeah, they man. went till about because uh, I got home around twelve thirty. They were still going. We need you to do a post game show for us. 
What if we made Roush do it? The UFL post game <laughs> call and show with Nick Roush. <laughs> <laughs> scoots. Everyone uh, just hates Scoots. Like, who is this guy? Like, why is why am I listening to this? What's he talking? He's not even talking about the game. He's talking, he's talking about some lesbian at Walmart. <laughs> really quick, uh, really quick hoops note to get to, and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll break and we'll go no, back. We'll get back I don't want a hoops note. Well, th- there was a you you might actually like this one. There was our boy Trill uh, Trilly Donovan who got a lot of heat from some Louisville fans for posting the I, I think it was an accurate report about Nolan Smith interviewing for the G League job and. Uh, he said two coaches were interviewing for it. One got it. It was the, the, the Trotter guy from LSU, who now is the Go-Go's coach. He, uh, he had a Big 12 coaches, like risers, hot seat guys who could be on the move post. He's doing it for every conference over at his Burner Ball website. And he did throw in like a little side note saying that Louisville is keeping a close eye on Kansas State head coach Jerome Tang. Ooh, you know I love to drink the Tang. Which, and I will say, like this is, a, I, this is just kind of me piling on. Not the first time I've heard that. Not the first time I've heard that. Not I mean, from somebody associated with Louisville, but from a college basketball. And we, we've we've mentioned like the the, the one kind of weird thing if if there is a co- coach's search after the season, like there's no like like definitive guy that's like right. ahead of the like you know we you got to go after this guy or this guy. I mean there there is is going to be a wide variety of preferences, but I can't imagine, especially after last year, and we'll see how this year happens, obviously, but. Uh, that Tang isn't, I mean, got to be like in everyone's like top three or four, right? Well, I mean, the thing is, is he a one and top five. That's, that's what we're going to find out. You'll yes. find out this year because they did the same thing they did last season. They had to basically reload the entire yep. roster. He brought in a ton of transfers. If well, they the, have, the, a, the if they have a similar level of success this season, if they, you know, they went from last preseason in the Big 12 to almost top of the Big 12 to a three seed and damn near going to a Final Four, if they have a similar season where they are a top four seed in the NCAA tournament, and they look like they're a team that could play their way to a Final Four, then I think you know he's the genuine artifact. If, if they flounder and they don't make the t- tournament at all, then I think he's he's still green, too green to go to a place like Louisville. I agree. Uh, let's take a break on that note. We'll come back. You guys have still more thoughts on the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. We'll flip it back to football. All that coming your way next here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy Friday to you here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. Lions win. Trevor taking the AC tomorrow. You now, I mean, I feel like we have a growing list of concerns for you with this ACT. <laughs> what the now? You're realizing you need to print out your ticket still. Yeah, you just <laughs> realize you need number two pencils now. <laughs> like three things popped in my head during the break. I'm like, you got to work here till about one a.m. I know, so I can't do anything really. I'm kind of like behind the eight ball over here. I mean, I can't, it can't be hard to find number two pencil, right? No, you just stop into like a you know, Target, Walgreens, wherever. I can stop because yeah, I'm going to be probably more. Do a Target order on your phone. Yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, it's a card order. And I, I, I got, and I do have the calculator. I assume it's a good one. Like it's, it's the one I got when I was a kid. It's purple. It's a little small one. It says my name, Trevor, on it. 
I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be the one that everybody else has. I don't think anyone's going to take it. Is it like a little like... like? Oh, it's like it's like this. It's not like one of the... like. It's not like a math calculator. It's got like, Yeah, what are you talking about? It's got like numbers and plus and minus and divides. Is that it? It's, it's got the X on it, yeah. <laughs> like what, what else math is there to do? Do they make you have like, like a, a I don't nice think I don't think you can do fractions on it. No, I don't think it's <laughs> <laughs> not Texas instruments. On your list of concerns for this, and if you don't know what we're talking about, Trevor's taking the ACT tomorrow. I told somebody this on Texas last night, and they were like, um, why? <laughs> like, sounds like Show it's a, I was like, it's a radio thing. Don't worry, dude. I love that it started with somebody who was just like, I'll I'll pay for you to take the ACT. And then you were like, Well, hell, I'll just do it. I just kind of like, wanted to do it. Yeah. It was a bet you just wanted to do this, so we're making it happen. Uh, I can't believe this is a dream that we had about a month ago. It's finally coming to fruition. I can't believe that we're here. I'm still not sure that it's going to happen. Well, yes. <laughs> on your list of concerns for tomorrow, okay. What's number one right now? Where, where are you? Oh, get, getting up on time, getting there, getting there on time. We're both in the same boat then. Yeah, that's 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 concern. I think that's concerned one through five. If I'm making odds about like what's going to happen tomorrow, the clubhouse leader is to me very clear that you don't go take this test. I think either you. You, you sleep through your alarm unintentionally, or, It'll you be just, unintentional. or you just wake up and you're like, "The hell with this! Like this is this is dumb. Why would I do this?" And you just don't go. I, that's or you're late and you don't get in. It's just that's the thing is sometimes like I don't like subconsciously like I've there's been times I rolled over and looked at my clock and it's like knowing I have to get up, I have to be somewhere, and I still just say like I just, I just turn off my alarm, and I roll back over and I go back to sleep. Yeah, you've slept through the show a couple times. Uh, <laughs> not this show. Well, uh, once you have. One time, but that was because I... I thought you might be dead. That, there, we were calling your mom. We had no idea. I was like, I hope he's just as oversleeping. That was... Uh, yeah, that was... Uh, I can't believe that. that I, I have an excuse for that. I just got... Yeah. Off the excuse. But I mean, anyway, nonetheless. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a concern. I mean, it's like my biggest one is the getting up. Like, nothing else really... Con- I'm worried about anything. Like, well, the second biggest concern, I guess, would be the desk situation. I'm worried about that, too. But outside that, I'm really like... I don't think I'm going to have a problem getting in. I'm not going to get weird looks, but I don't think they're going to like, like shun me and be like, "No, you can't be in here." Um, I'm not like worried about. I don't know. I mean, maybe they get mad coming at some point. Maybe they get mad at me (laughs) about being escorted out of the desk around your your waist (laughs) and handcuffs. I mean, (laughs) it'd be great attention for the, the the radio station. It's one hell of a picture to go on the front page of the paper. <laughs> oh, it's America. <laughs> I feel like I'm looking like Biff when he's on the front page of Bever- on, 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 uh, Back to Feature 2 after they break through the, uh, the window. I just want you <laughs> screaming like, I got to go to college. I gotta- <laughs> <laughs> no one in my family's ever been to college. I'm the first man to go to college in my to family. Make- I got to make my family proud. Mom, I got to go. I get thrown out. Mama said she's going to stab me. <laughs> she showed me the knife. <laughs> He's like, Trevor, if you, if you fail college, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I want that to happen. I mean, just <laughs> sobbing. I would go viral, right? Because you know every one of those kids is going to pull out their phone and start videoing it. Well, yeah. They might start uh, videoing you. I might go even when you just walk, walk in. in. <laughs> there's a there's a 95% chance you're gonna be on some kid's TikTok or Instagram tomorrow. I mean, I just I'm just I'm just waiting to sit there and as I sit down I hear some people go, Narc. <laughs> Narc. <laughs> like this is 29 Jump Street? Like what 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 happened to Richard Greco over here? And of course all these kids are no have no idea what reference I'm making. No, they won't. Because they, they're like, you, you mean Jonah Hill? I'm like, no. 
<laughs> I don't no. think they know Jonah Hill at this point. Think, no, they had to know Jonah Hill. I told you Jump Street's not that old. It's like 21 and 22. 11, 12 years old. That, that means those kids were four or five years old when it came out. <laughs> I'm concerned number three. Sitting there and looking over and seeing a kid that looks really too close to much like me and start wondering, huh? <laughs> you got the same small purple calculator. What's your name, Trevor? Huh. <laughs> Who's your mom? <laughs> Why would he have the same name? Because it's my kid. It's like, yeah, my, <laughs> my mom told me she once dug my dad's body up from a graveyard. <laughs> well, the evidence is really nice. Uh, I know her. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what happens. I'm very excited oh, about this. I mean, so how long is this going to take again? Because I got, I got. I mean, I have to be here at five o'clock for work. You, be, you'll be, you'll be here by five. I mean, uh, what are the odds I fall asleep during the Western game? <laughs> <laughs> Frank's going to walk in here. Western's going to be off the air with dead air, and I'm just going to be sitting here sleeping, sitting up. Because if there's one thing I learned at Wagner, it's I can fall asleep in any door, in, in, in my in any, sitting in any way. The ACT, the actual test is three hours long. Okay, so but including that, I, breaks. How long is the breaks? Because did you you you, you did not do, you're not doing the written part, right? You signed up for no no written part. Uh, what's that mean? I think you skipped the optional essay. Oh yeah yeah the 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 paper thingy. Yeah, yes the the writing. <laughs> so including breaks, the exam for you will take three hours and thirty minutes to complete. Well, what's the difference between? I don't understand. If you did the writing part, it would take just over forty uh, four hours to complete. The writing section is like 40 minutes. So is that the paper testing? The paper testing, I think, is just the test. What did I, I don't get what I, I don't know. You skipped the essay portion where did, you do have to just, like, write. Did I? I? I think you said you were going to on air, so I'm assuming you did. Okay, yeah, ACT, no writing, yes. Yeah, ACT, no writing. Yeah. And, uh, no, taking AC on a computer is currently, no, I took paper, yeah. The English section is 45 minutes. The math section is 60 minutes. The reading section is 35, and the science section is 35. I'm more upset why they don't have these like available for like afternoon and evenings. <laughs> there are... <laughs> like, I'm looking through all the... Just there are 75 a- questions on the English section, 60 on the math, and then 40 on the science and reading a piece. Piece of what? Those sections. 40, 40 questions. 35 minutes to complete 40 questions for both those sections. Oh, good Lord. 60 minutes to complete 60 questions. Hold on, hold on. So you're telling me I got to do like... I only get like one and a half minutes, like 90 seconds per question. Uh, well, for English, you've got 75 questions in 45 minutes. So I don't, I got, that's like 30 seconds a question. It's less than a minute per question. Yeah. I'll bleep. We got to move quickly. I mean, that's kind of like when I went and did the uh, audition for the Sports Jeopardy when we had to answer like uh, 40 questions in 40 seconds. Except you know nothing about any of, <laughs> any of the topics that we're going to be doing tomorrow. I know. And I, and I did okay at that, but. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. I mean, it's going to be great. I don't know if I can. I mean, that's just. Uh, the problem is, is like comprehending the reading part. Like, I, I read slow. So, I mean, that's. I should be given extra time. Can I get extra time? I think you probably would have had to have applied for like a waiver for that. I now. mean, should I get. Yeah. I mean, shouldn't I get like an exception for having like. Old guy. Old guy. <laughs> got an old brain. I mean, I don't know. Just, I don't feel, feel, fill in the blank of whatever, you know, disease that are this popular now. ADD, ACD, ACDC. I don't know. I mean, one, one of them. I got something. The Trevor, uh, the, the Trevor line for the Trev walk starts at 8 o'clock. 
be there at Wagner <laughs> High School. Get some bad looks. It's going to happen. I'm worried because I, I kind of want to get – so I'm allowed to take any snack. Like I don't see any restrictions on my snacks. Because, I mean, I'm going to be walking in there with, like, a bag with, like, five mil yellow cans in it, like – Maybe some Twix. I need something with sugar in it to keep me keep yeah. me going during the day. It's been, like, I don't even remember. I, I remember that there was a break for these tests. I have no idea what I brought as a snack. I probably just brought like a granola bar or something. Like well, but I mean, even you know, the, the LSAT. It wasn't that. I took the LSAT when I was like twenty four, so like, that was more recent. And I I know I remember it being so long. I took it twice. I remember it being so long. I remember there being a break, but I don't remember like what I brought or like where I ate. I think they're just like you go out like a little like waiting room in the hall and just kind of eat there. Yeah, that's what I, I <clears throat> excuse me, I assume too. It's a snack for break time if you'd like. I mean, I, I mean, let's be honest. We all know my break time is running outside to smoke a cigarette. Do you think there'll be another kid out there smoking a cigarette with you? I mean. Probably not anymore. <laughs> I'm wondering if a dirty looks I'm like, because I don't think you're allowed to technically smoke on school property. Well, you might be getting more than dirty looks then. <laughs> <laughs> you might be getting escorted off the premises. I can't wait for the teacher to walk out and be like, you can't be smoking that what, these kids are, you might entice one of them to smoke. I'm like, if they see me smoking, they're probably going to quit smoking. Like, I, I'm the one that, like, makes it not look cool anymore. Like, no, I'm, I'm sitting out, yeah, I'm 43, lady. I'm a, I'm your senior. <laughs> well, I am going to feel really bad when the, the person running the test is younger than me. It's it's, it's probable. I'm going to walk in there going to think they're, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> that you're the problem. No, I'm about that, too. No, I was thinking if I'm going to walk in. And the person giving the test is like, Am I getting, is this a new principal? Am I getting fired? <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to think you're the new principal. What if I go wearing a suit? Then maybe. Then maybe. What would you, what would you give for me? To, would you, if I, <laughs> for me to put on a suit? <laughs> I'll give you 40 bucks. You'll give me $40? Yeah. If you wear a suit, you can take the ACT. <laughs> I, have, I have a suit. What are you going to wear? I don't know what I'm wearing right now. Okay. That's what I figured. I mean, I'm probably literally going to be wearing short gym shorts, flip-flops, and whatever T-shirt I grab as I walk out the door. <laughs> I mean, what is, am I supposed to dress up? What would you wear? Did you did you dress up for your ACT? Did you go, like, in a tuxedo? No, I mean, I'm sure I just wore, like, If I had a tux, I'd wear it. If this was a nighttime thing, I'd wear the suit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not lying. I'm not, need to wear a in at 8 a.m. If, if this, this was, like, an afternoon or evening thing... I would 100% wear the suit. We should have gone to men's warehouse and rented like a tux. But <laughs> that would have been freaking awesome. Top hat. But I'm listen, to, <laughs> me getting up, having to get up at 7 a.m. If I'm wearing a suit, it takes me a little bit longer to get dressed than normal people. I got to get up earlier than 7 a.m. to start getting ready. And I don't want to do that. That's, that's, we're asking too much. <laughs> that's where you draw the line. Well, because here's the, here's the biggest problem with it. If I get up really early, like say I wake up at like 6, uh-huh. and I got to get, to get dressed, I'm getting up, I'm waking up. By like seven, I'm gonna be bored. I'm gonna start smoking. So by the time I get to the test, I'm gonna be baked. I'm not trying not to be too totally baked at the start of the test. Just, just like just n- partially baked. Yeah, I just want to take a few few tokes, get the taste in my mouth, get get get, get the get the you know get the hamster get the hamster running on the wheel. All right, uh, let's take a few more texts here before we wrap up hour number two five zero two four one four fourteen fifty because we've got uh, the last hour we will do. We'll try to get to as many texts as we can, but then the last segment we're doing our picks. We'll have our high school game of the week, which oh, yeah. you can vote on uh, at Card Chronicle on Twitter. It's uh, it was the closest vote I think we've had the last time I checked. I've not checked recently. What on our uh, oh, high school game of the week? Okay, how did we do in our picks last week? Do you remember? Uh, we'll, we'll get there. Okay, you'll tell me the scores. Okay, good. We'll, we'll talk about the beginning because I didn't realize until I started looking at the sheet we only differed on one pick last week. 
Really? I, see, I don't even remember what I picked. Yeah. You were unhappy about shock. it at the time. Uh, but our high school game of the week, the poll as it stands right now, we've got Manuel Eastern, South Oldham, North Oldham, uh, PRP Butler, Lexington Christian at Christian Academy of Louisville. Uh, it's very tight race still. A light week this week, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think Mail's off. Ballard's playing someone from out of state. Turney's playing. How's Mail off? How's my, my mom, what's she working tonight then? I don't think they have a game. I, I didn't see a game for them. They might have something. I go, oh, she said she got off at 8, so there has to be, some, has to be a different sport. And then Stanx is off, so you will not hear Stanx on no. our airwaves tonight. You will hear uh, the Trinity Carmel game on uh, 970 WGTK. The Carmel, Indiana, Bucks. or Chicago? Indiana. Okay. Uh, they're playing against Trinity. I said, I said it a few weeks ago. I hired the wrong coach. This guy's not I'm not about this. You, you get mad when you repeat, but does Wagner play tonight? Uh, Wagner does. They play a school that I didn't know existed. I think they play at Williamsburg. Well, that's like two out of three years. We, the first game we played, you didn't think that school existed. No, that was last year. <laughs> well, that was this year, too, the team we played week one. I knew it was great. We played Grant County. Oh, I think I'm using we very I love, I love you've gotten a we now. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm, I cheer for Wagner. I told you, I walked past the stadium. I saw they lost 9 nothing to Trinity in soccer last night. That was a. That's an accomplishment. They didn't get the running clock if you get looked at 10. So there's that. <laughs> My day running clock was one, but okay. No. <laughs> they didn't get there last night. He set multiple records, high school record for fastest games. But Wagner plays at Williamsburg tonight. Williamsburg, I'm trying to see what they've done so far. They Pennsylvania? Are, they are 0 2 this season. They lost to Knox Central 26 12, and they lost to Clay County 44 20. Wagner's got some good scheduling going on this year. They're doing what they need to do. I like it. I like it a lot. I don't, I don't know the coaches, but I like it. Who is? I don't know who Wagner's football coach is. Um, I know the basketball coach is Coach O'Neill still. Unless that's something strange I'm not aware of. I like Brian O'Neill. He's a good guy. Ty Lawson is Wagner's coach. Former North Carolina point guard. I was going to say. <laughs> that's what he's been up to recently. He's back in back in. Was he the one that was like the that led the lawsuit with the fake classes? No, no, no. That was Rashawn McCants, wasn't it? Okay, okay. Uh, Texture says, <laughs> at the game last night, the basketball team My mom sat... just texted me and said field hockey, by the way. Oh, there you go. Listening. Love you, Nancy. Says, at the game last night, the basketball team sat in the section next to mine. My God, is Dennis Evans tall in the student section? And also, does he know he doesn't have to wear the rec specs outside of practice? Maybe he's just too dedicated to basketball life to wear regular glasses. Every oh. time that I start to get like super down about basketball, I remember Dennis. And it brings me up. The fact that Dennis is out there in the student section and he's wearing the rec specs in public at a football game, this is my guy. Like This is the guy who's going to take us out of the doldrums, take us out of the basement of the hell that we've been going through when it comes to Louisville men's basketball. He's, he's our saving grace right now. I'm all about Dennis. He's the only hope I have. I just love his, yeah, I love the fact he wears the rec specs outside. Dennis is he's the man. It's like a stanza when he wore the gog after his glasses got stolen, he's wearing the swimming swimming things like around town because it's the only one that has prescription in it. I love him. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'd wear the rec specs. Texas Mike riding high today, Trevor always riding high. <laughs> Texas says Nolan Smith is I can't read that. Um we've said it like three times. That that was before we even started talking about Nolan. That was, it, That's it's insane, yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of people know our words. I mean I mean, I think that was just, I think it's their words more than. Nah, well, man. Than ours. Yeah, but we both agree it was kind of that move. It was. If sure. done on purpose. Like, if it was done on accident, I mean, just, I'll give some some leeway to it. But someone also should have just walked up and been like, dude, Nolan, come on. Like, do you not notice something about everybody here that you're not standing, you know? There's this Josh Pascal with the game saving tackle. He did. He made the play on, which I don't know what Kansas City was doing. What, like, they, they were running it. Every time they ran it, they got two, three, four yards. They've got a third and one. 
and they do this little trick play where the you know somebody goes under center who's not Mahomes, and they give a little jet sweep, and Josh yeah. Pascal was horribly blocked, but Pascal made the huge play. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, look, I, I love Josh Pascal now. I'm fine with him making plays for the Lions. All good. We got we've got Teddy, we got Pascal. We have a, a local flair on the team. Uh, Teddy was looking great on the sidelines last night. <laughs> I told Jet takes you when I looked up. I saw it number five run the ball. I forgot it was McGovern. I was like, Teddy Pritchard's a running back. I was like, what are they doing? Jack of all trades. He's like, a dual threat quarterback. It was, finally like, it was like a good six yard run up the middle, too. I was like, look at Teddy go. <laughs> Texas says Trevor is literally making this Dan Campbell stuff up. I have zero clue what he's talking about. What are you, Dan Campbell over here? I haven't seen any of what you're talking about either. People being mad I at I saw Dan some Campbell. NFL people getting mad about it, been being a little over. Overzealous. Yeah, I didn't see it anywhere. I feel like they, everyone's been pretty excited about uh, Dan Campbell. Texas, hey Mike, where can I get a bird uh, head mask? Somebody told me that they're like, they were back. They sold out on Amazon a few years ago and they stopped making them. And so they had kind of like the new look ones that the team wore for the locker room celebration. Um, I want to say two or three seasons ago, and you, you see those would pop up every now and then. Your best bet is to search Amazon because I can't find them. If you search Cardinal Bird Mask, you'll find them. You, you can find the newfangled ones that look a little bit different, but the old school ones. Hopefully they come back. This person hasn't taken since March. Well, he needs a bird mask. And it was about shrinking. Shrinking. Saying they love the, the the fact that I love the show Shrinking. When's shri- when Shrinking season two coming out? I'm gonna watch it, but I'm I'm a, I'm. Oh, I'm excited. I don't know. I'm a little handoffish. I mean, because I feel like I, I, I get handoffish. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna touch it. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna touch it, but I'm just gonna be a little. Uh, yeah, just poke it. Just give it a little, yeah. Just, give it a little poke, a little scratch. Pretty much, yeah. Just, just maybe just early twenty twenty four is when it's anticipated to come out. But early. it's it's going to be de- it's all dependent on the the writer strike. Sam oh, writer strike ruining our shows. Quit being on strike, people. Suck it up. Texas says, did Trevor really say that Vlad can pee wherever he wants? Isn't that what got R Kelly in trouble? <laughs> it's good no, because I, I'm giving Vlad permission. R Kelly didn't. Also, not what got R. Kelly in trouble. Yeah, it was also a matter of who he peed on to. <laughs> I don't think that, that that also wasn't the biggest problem with. What, I think it was a big problem. It was part of it. I'd say the actual the, sexual age, act was the was the bigger issue there. Well, the, because of the age, though. Like if, if yes, Mark Kelly had done everything he did with like a thirty year old, no one would have cared. Sure, I don't think you're. you're <laughs> I mean, the peeing part is a problem. It's less of a problem than the actual sex acts themselves with these minors. <laughs> That's my point. Didn't help. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I say we count Joey Gatewood as a QB and get to 10. I can, I get ten to half at least. Yeah. 10 quarterbacks played last night. I can't believe we played nine quarterbacks in one game. I still can't believe we had nine quarterbacks on our roster. That too. Texas, imagine being a high school kid going to take the ACT and they see a 40-year-old Hodor looking guy <laughs> pissing in the corner. I can't imagine how rattled I'd be if I saw that at that age. You're going to tank someone's score. There's some kid that's going to score at least four points worse on this test because of you. And they're going to have to take it again in the spring. Some poor kid's not going to get his entire life will be side or tracked. You are because like, because of me, he will do bad on his ACT. He won't get into the college he wants. His girlfriend's going to break up with him because he has to go to a different school than she does now. His parents are going to fight over the fact he didn't get into school, which causes them to divorce, which causes his little brother to start doing drugs, which causes him to go to a school he didn't want to go to, drop out. End up on the streets and probably uh, doing something, and probably robbing a bank and going to prison, all because Trevor wanted to take the ACTs. This is a fact. What I'm about <laughs> to say is a fact. You showing up and taking the ACT tomorrow is going to be something that multiple people that are in that building never forget for the rest <laughs> of their lives. They're going to remember the fact that you were there taking the ACT forever. That's history. 
some a, a, at least one kid is going to tell this story for the rest of their lives. <laughs> You're going to do something that's going to make them remember you forever. I'm going to be a story on someone's radio show in 20 years. It's like there was a comedian who said, you know, I, I always want to like leave a legacy, and so if I go to like the state fair and some kids got an ice cream cone, I just take it and I like push it in their face. Because that kid's going to remember me for the rest of their lives. Like they'll they'll always point, remember actually. that I did that. You are you're going to make history tomorrow. Your legacy will live on far beyond whenever you 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 leave this earth. There's going to be. I'm assuming these kids are going to live a little bit longer. Uh, hopefully, I mean, I, I, most people have to have kids to do this. I'm I'm, I'm skipping all that. Well, I mean, this is how you make your legacy. Cheaper yeah. too. <laughs> They're going to remember you forever. How's that feel? I gotta, gotta feel good. Gotta cool. Yeah, it's gotta feel good. Now, you know, I mean, you, you, you're like giving me the like biggest motivations to make sure I wake up on time. That's what I'm trying to do. You're like my coach. You're like, you're like my uh, my rock, like my old guy on Rock to Rocky. You're gonna run into a kid like 15 years from now who gets, gets into sports media or something, and you're gonna be telling the student, they're gonna be like, "That was you." I've been. Te- I, I told everybody my, my friend about you. My favorite part will be in 20 years. I'll be walking through like like Kroger's or something, and someone's gonna walk in and be like, "Sir." I just want you to know you changed my life. I'm like, <laughs> I thought you were gonna die when you walked up those stairs. <laughs> oh, oh, hold up! I thought this was on the first floor. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where it's. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> this is all fun and games now. Hold on, calm down, Mike. Now, now you're. <laughs> Let's get serious here. You said nothing about walking upstairs. Were you wearing a suit? <laughs> Take a break. We'll come back. Five o'clock hours up next. We'll try to get to as many texts as we can in the first segment, and then we're going to pick some games uh, coming up in the second segment. If you want to vote in the high school game of the week, you got about 15 minutes to do so. Go to Twitter or X or whatever it's called now, uh, at Card Chronicle. I love how people say X and like, formerly Twitter. Yeah, man. You I'm have like, to, we like, just saw, can we all just agree to say Twitter? I it mean, just or, sounds so weird to or, say Or yeah, just say, if we're just going to say X, just move on with it and say X, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, just, I can't get my, wrap my brain around. Every time I hear, like, go to X, I'm like, I think that I'm like, are you saying, like, leaving the blank? Where are you telling me to go? It's just, it's... I'm thinking about going to that back section of the movie store, personally. It's so dumb. Yeah, that too. <laughs> All right, we'll come back back. Five o'clock hours up next. Happy Friday to you. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, the big X. Very happy today. It's a happy Friday. It's a happy Mike Rutherford show. Cards win 56 nothing yesterday. Lions win 21-20. Trevor's going to ace the ACT tomorrow. Yeah, baby. It's all happening. It's We're very Friday. excited about it. My God, it's a, it's a great Friday. Let's close out the show with a happy... It. Oh, never mind. The, <laughs> the weather is finally mellowing out a little bit. It's not uh, ungodly hot like it has been. It's, it's still a little too yeah. warm, but it's it's yeah, it's yeah. But it's not like like I'm like suffocating going to, from my car literally to the front door. Right. It's not like I mean, have yeah. you seen like the, the you haven't been watching the U.S. Open the, the tennis up there? It's like 18 degrees hotter in New York right now than it has been like the historical average. And right. so players are like passing out, like fans are passing out in the stands. Coco Golf, by the way, is going to the finals. She won last night. She's going to play for the uh, the U.S. Open championship. I think Novak Djokovic is playing right now. But here. 
it's been a little bit more mellow. It's, it's feeling good. We're finally turning the corner. We're finally getting into fall. Football's here. The cards are 2-0 and for the first time since Lamar Jackson left us. My God, it's all happening. We've got to, you know, we always do the Friday segment where we do our picks, and we're going to do that coming up at the, in, in the final segment of the show. So we'll pick the high school game of the week. We'll pick the local games, which all suck this weekend, and then we'll pick the biggest uh, other games in college football. So we've got so many texts that we have not gotten to. I, you know, I, I want to rehash some of our thoughts from the beginning of the show, but look, it's Murray State. We were overwhelmingly positive. We had a few things to nitpick, because I think most people do, yeah. and that was kind of that's your recap. You can listen to it on podcast if, if you want to to get our full take there. So I want to get to as many texts as we can. We don't reiterate ourselves every hour of every 15 minutes like some states do. No, we don't try to. But we, we try to avoid that. But sometimes it's good for the 5 o'clock hour. People who are getting in their cars after work and want to hear, hey, I wonder what Trevor had to think about the 56 nothing game last night. If you want to find that out. He liked it. He liked it. <laughs> That's your answer. You can uh, find our podcast wherever podcasts are found. Search 1450 The Big X, and every episode of The Mike Rutherford Show is right there. So, all right, 502-414-1450, the Thornton text line. Take as many as we can here over the next uh, 20 minutes or so and uh, get to you guys, let you guys have your thoughts known. Texas is pretty wild that Jawar Jordan leads the nation in yards per catch, uh, yards per carry, players with 10 carries by over four yards. He's the leader at 16.45 yards per carry. The next highest is a 12.1 yards per carry, and that includes a one-yard dive touchdown last night. That is pretty amazing. Guy makes big plays. He's a tone setter. (laughs) Game breaker. I just, I just, I can't help but think back to the, like, you know, like the, I guess it's not two years now, almost to the, to the day where we're like we're making jokes about this guy, even if he's even on the roster still. Well, that was you wondering if he existed, and, I and was you like, were right there with me though. You were no, no like, that was Brock Doman. No, Doman, I didn't believe you even existed because Jawar Jordan was returning kicks and doing stuff on special teams, and you just were like, I don't, I, I, I can never remember his name. I don't think that he's actually there. There was a time in his first year here, you thought we thought he both he'd left the team. I know there was. And then he showed up on the Duke game. We're like, wait a second. He, t- he tore it up against Syracuse, his old team. And then he, he tore it up against Duke as well. It was a Syracuse game. He, he kind of reappeared. Like before that game, though, what do you, I mean, you, I said, you guess you say he just did return stuff. Yeah. He, he wasn't getting any carries. But Doman. No, I Doman, was, I didn't I think thought yeah. was fake. I thought, I thought was Doman fake. was fake, too. I, just, I was like, no way. It's just, just a great name, though. He was, by the way, the, the first man up last night. He was the, the second quarterback in. Uh, the, the order, in case you were wondering, it was Doman, then Evan Conley third, not Harrison Bailey. I thought would, Bailey would be third. Bailey was the fourth guy up, and then uh, Pierce Clarkson, then Brady Allen, and then the other walk-ons. So that it, seems to be your unofficial pecking order. Yeah, uh, November 13th against Syracuse was his first game action, at least. No, of any kind. I don't have any, him showing any game records of him being with us before that game he at all. He played on special teams. I, I, okay, special teams, but he didn't right. return kicks, though. He, he, he's on special teams. I think he did. His first kick caught. return was against Kentucky, according to the records I'm looking at. Mm. Now, I know you hate sports reference, but I still. I do hate sports reference. I mean, he had four. Yeah, I mean. Well, he wasn't healthy the first half of that season. And so. I believe that. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying there was a time where we were like, we didn't even know if he's still on the roster. I know that. Yeah. I remember having that conversation, and he just like, out of nowhere, just yeah, blew up. He blew up. The Duke game particularly. I mean, blew up 36 yards, but still. Texas says, I was at the game. The student section was the best it has looked in years, even right at kickoff. The student nice. section, I feel like, ebbs and flows. Like, we had a – we started to get one of the things that sucks about basketball kind of hitting a wall here is we started to get really good momentum with the basketball student section for the first time really ever when Chris Mack was here. Yeah, you know, I think we had Ethan Sprouse who was running the the student section come on the show and he was talking about it and you know, they they did a good job. They they did the right thing where it was like 
if you if the student section is looking scarce and you have upper level tickets, move down. Like like make sure that it looks filled out. They did a good job getting those fat heads, and we finally seem to have like a real presence from the students. And then it just has disappeared the last couple of years because the team has been so bad. So, I mean, to see it come back for football, because that was when football was, even when we were rolling, that was the one area of the stadium that just, it never seemed like it was fully there. You'd have the, the lower section would be fine, and then you'd go up a little bit, and it would just start thinning out a little bit. And it, 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 That area and then the area that was like the <clears throat> the coaches' families and the administrators' families that was right underneath the suites, the, the little, the overlook, those were always the only two places that seemed to not be packed for really big games. And to hear the student section was good last night, it's a good step in the right direction. Texas, my biggest takeaway from the first two games is the high-quality play in the trenches. I think that was a huge failure by the previous coaching staff. We are beating opposing D-lines, and I think the sacks will come as the season progresses. But for once, we can actually bully team in the trenches, which will be crucial against Notre Dame and UK. I didn't see that last night. I mean, I, I, I saw it a little. I think we got good pushes on passing plays. But the fact that they were able to kind of run it right at us and have success made me a little bit a, a little bit nervous. Now, offensively, mm-hmm. the offensive lines looked great. We've owned that side of the ball for sure. But defensively, I thought there was a little bit like the front seven. And again, we're nitpicking. They only yeah. averaged two point nine yards per carry. But there were times where I thought the de- the defense wasn't as dominant as it should have been. And that's the thing about playing a team like Murray State, which was two and nine last year at the FCS level. You almost walk into the game kind of expecting to see perfection, right? And when any when any one thing looks a little bit bad, like they have a receiver run free, they have a, a run play where they just they go right up the middle for seven yards, you throw your hands up and you're like, what the hell's going on? Because you, you know the, the bar could not be higher against an opponent like that. You expect to just thoroughly dominate in every avenue. So yeah, we're probably being a little bit too harsh in, in, in certain things. I agree. Texas, why is TK taking the ACT? Why wouldn't he take the ACT? <laughs> I mean, it literally wasn't even a bet. It was just, yeah, somebody randomly said they would pay to get me to take it. No, no, I guess I guess the fact that I did take it, like, like some like many moons ago, but I just don't remember. I didn't, I didn't, you didn't finish. I didn't finish it. I, I, I came back from the break late because I, I just I quit caring about it because I didn't know I didn't need it. I, even, I mean, in that test, I even bought, like, a preps book and, and looked at it. And you still couldn't even finish the test. I wouldn't, wouldn't say I actually studied it, but I, I opened it, I think. You're like uh, Johnny from Shawshank Redemption, where you're like, I don't need this stupid test. And then, like, the, the proctor goes and fishes it out, except you actually got like a seven. <laughs> and so they're like, Well, I'm not going to mail on well, the I'm sure I'm not going to drop this TV because then you got me on destruction of property, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. Doesn't end well for you. No, I get shot. Spoiler. <laughs> Texas, I'm also, uh, Texas, I'm also pretty sure that I saw Roush the game last night. Oh, he was there. Yeah, he was. He was letting everybody know he was there. Somebody sent me a message during the game. They're like, I'm 99% sure that Trenton Flowers is with the basketball team in the student section. I'm like, I don't think he is. I just saw highlights from him in Australia like two days ago. Well, are there? Are they out? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, I think he has the same like hair as a couple of the other kids on the team. Maybe, I think he and Trey White had similar looks. Maybe that was what it was. But if he was there, let me know. But I, I don't know. Texas, is Trevor going to bring a bucket of KFC tomorrow? If the Proctors object, he can claim it as his emotional support animal. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to take I'm going to walk in with, like, you've seen my little red cooler I bring up here for games, right? The little, little, yeah, little, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't have it with me today, but uh, you've seen it. That That's going with me tomorrow. Like, I'm walking in with that thing because I'm putting, I'm, I mean, I've got, I, I got to put, put some drinks in there to keep me awake, put little snacks in there. I can't wait. Like, I can't I, wait. I kind of wish I could get a, use a, maybe a pin in there, but I don't think they'll let me. Well, you never, you won't know until you try. Can I sit near the window? No. 
<laughs> Probably not gonna have windows in some of these classrooms. What do you mean not windows? Thanks for this. You just said that Louis- you just said Louisville and Jerome Tang in the same sentence, and now I have to go change my boxers. Can we get back to this no windows thing? <laughs> some of those rooms don't have windows. Or if they do, it's just it, it's just in the hallway. I'm not applying for men in black over here. I, give me a window, dude. This is my prediction about Team USA cruising through the group stage and losing in the quarters. Ended up being pretty close. They lost in the semis. I saw that, yeah. see that today. They lost and to we, Germany. I was gonna say, didn't they get they got they lost a couple times, right? This was their second. They lost to Lithuania in the group stage. Yeah, this is, this team looks pathetic. Who's on this roster? Well, now they're done. They, you know, they'll play in the the bronze medal game. Their best player has been uh, Anthony Edwards. Well that, ex- well, that explains it. The guy's an average player best. He's been good, but like they haven't really had anybody else. It's That's been, the best we could send was Anthony Edwards. I know Austin Reeves was on the team. Um, the kid from um, – uh, who's the kid from Villanova who's, who's, who's become so good? Um, I can't remember his name. Chris Jenkins? No, Are no, you talking no, about Brunson? No, 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 no. I mean, I don't know who you're talking about off the top of my head. He's he he was like the second best player on the team. Um, that that sounds like it's. I mean, if, if, yeah, if Edwards is our best player, and he sucks. He was definitely the best player. I mean, he's nothing but a, a stat fluffer for a bad team. He takes fifty shots to score forty five points. I mean, it's. But yeah, that's no wonder we're getting. We can't send anything. If, we're, if that's the best we're going to send, I just send some college kids. Uh, At least they'll try harder. I mean, Tyrese Mikel Bridges, who I'm thinking of. Oh, he's a decent player. He's a role player. He was. He, I think he was like. He was the only guy who played well for us today. Uh, he was like. He's like seven of seven from the field. God, that's the best we can. That is pathetic, man. People wonder why I think the NBA is going down. Well, I mean, this team. You're not getting the best players on the team. Is that not? And this is the Olympics, technically. This is like the World Cup. Pan Am or something. It's, yeah. it's it's the World Cup of basketball. Yeah, well, um, that's embarrassing. So we've you know we've qualified for the Olympics already because we're hosting the Olympics. So it's, it's oh well, good. I'm glad. That's I mean, fine. Good because there's a good chance we may not have qualified if we had sent this roster out to something. Texas says we need an emergency pod uh, at show after the ACT. Twitter updates at a minimum. Yeah, we do need. I need. I do need like a like an emergency instant reaction. Well, I mean, I, well, first of all, everyone's going to be there when I when I when I when I go in to take the test. So I mean, I assume we're all just going to everybody's just going to roll over to like the the Denny's over on Dupont and have breakfast and come and meet me when I get done. I want one, at least one kid in there to like know who you are. There's no way they know who I am. Oh, a one, I need a loyal 16-year-old Mike Rutherford Show listener who's like, there he is. Trevor, the can I get a picture? The only way anybody's going to know me is like, I swear you look at this guy, a picture a picture on my mom's Facebook page. Or it's going to be somebody's dad knows that you're coming there. And like, hey, if you see some <laughs> gigantic 43-year-old guy, tell him I said, what's up, TK? That happened in my fantasy draft. <laughs> so he says, Does TK score higher on the ACT than Murray State scored last night? I'm guessing yes, but unless the questions are related to the history of WrestleMania, I'm going with a score of 4-7. to seven. Ooh, is WrestleMania on there? I can't imagine. Oh, that sucks. You tell me the only WrestleMania not held on a Sunday. <laughs> Seven. WrestleMania two. It was on Monday night. There's from three good, different cities. There's this good luck, Trevor. If you don't know, uh, right off, skip a question and come back to it. The ACD is really just two English sections and two maths. I hope you talk good English. I do English well. I do. I do good English. I remember the science section. I felt like again, it's been forever since I took it, but I remember it was. I felt like it was just like. Paying attention, it was almost like reading comprehension. They, they tried to like confuse you with big words and throwing, but if you oh, actually paid attention crap. to, I'm screwed. If you paid attention to like the, the real the key parts of the the paragraphs, it was kind of easy. Okay, but then I had to like almost poop my pants. I mean, last time I think session. I took this test in my in the science department, they still had the world as being flat. But okay, Texas says, "quote The problem is comprehending the reading." Yes, <laughs> did you say that? <laughs> I did. I did. 
I did say that. Texas says, just remember, Trev, study high, take the test high, get high scores. Well, what if I just get high and forget to study? <laughs> Not going to get high scores. I mean, I won't be baked, but I mean, I'm, I'm a, I mean, I'll, you know, take a little bit tomorrow before I go in. Texter Mook says, uh, Trevor, I got thrown out of the AC because I had to evacuate my bowels. It was so bad, I went straight through the break and got locked out of the room. I had to go home with a valid excuse of why my parents wasted money for me to take the test. I told you I almost did that. Like, that so you literally flushed your test down the toilet. I got to, yeah. I got to the last <laughs> section. On, it was son. science. And it was it was the morning after I'd gotten back from senior retreat at Trinity. And they eating some nasty food down there. And I remember about halfway through the last section, I was like, I can either focus fully on not crapping my pants and just like start filling out random without like focusing on the questions, or I can try to do my best in the test and potentially crap my pants. And so I just like filled out the last few questions fully, like focused on not crapping my pants, like sprinted out of there, went to the portion of the school where I knew they didn't have people testing, and just, it was a, I mean, it was a split second. I, I it was a photo finish. I barely I've made been it. there. It was terrible. Um, Calculator went flying when I like when I like launched into the stall. <laughs> Books everywhere. It was terrible. Um. This is a concern because I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just me at the at the old age, but also just like because when I get up early, I do uh, I do I do have a tendency of having the the morning poops. I've gotten that recently too. I used to never. Uh, yeah, I used to, I, well, I've always had, and I just don't. It's got it gets worse as when I like I'm having to start getting up earlier for the show today now because like. I'm get, uh, usually I get up and you know walk and grab everything, walk out the door. But now I'm like morning I'm, poops, like two in the afternoon. Well, wake up poops. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like walking. Through, I'm like, oh, like today I was like ready to walk out the door, and I was like, well, I might might be running a little behind. I got we got to do something real quick. So I ran to the bathroom. Like, and I can't have coffee in the morning tomorrow because that that that, that runs through me. That's gonna. What are you gonna it. eat tonight? Is the question. I haven't decided yet. Actually, I think something I'm getting. Light. I think I was getting Chick Fil A. Maybe maybe that, some soup and nuggets. Safer, safer yeah. than some of the things you've tried. Eating. So I mean. But here's the concern, Mook, and 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 you know, this I'm being 100 percent honest, and I'll tell when I tell the the what's the person that overlooks the test of the proctor, maybe? proctor, proctor. Um, if if something comes up and the, and the mud butt you know comes around, and I'm feeling it dwelling, and I go up to this person, they're like, "Listen, I, if you leave, you can't come back." I'll tell right now, that's fine, but don't get mad when I poop over here on the de- at the desk. I'm pooping either way, buddy. Oh. Whether you let me leave or not. I'm telling you, you're going to make a lasting memory. And I'm, I'm, I'm promise you, if they're going like, you would really embarrass them. I'm like, I'm 43 years old taking an ACT at a high school. You think pooping my pants is anything more embarrassing than this already? It's a little bit more embarrassing. I'm pretty much just playing with house money right now. Not sure you used that, that <laughs> phrase correctly. <laughs> Texas, what would you do if you were the proctor? Would you let me go and come back? No. Would you, would you, would you call my bluff? Yes. Well, guess what? What did them like, get thrown out for that? I don't know. I don't know Texture we'll says, out. "Show me one tweet of someone actually complaining about Dan Campbell." Oh Jesus! This I'll dude eat is toilet like, paper, Trevor. You just made this up. This guy is just adamant about it. I do about think you it. just kind of made this up. No, I know I read it somewhere. I've never. I don't make it up. Well, you kind of did. I read it somewhere on Twitter last night when I was scrolling through. I don't remember where I saw it. Texas Trevor I saw needs a couple one of people say it though. One of these for Mountain Dew consumption tomorrow. Soda drink hat. Is that from SpongeBob? No. Oh yeah, old old no cup. Yeah, I mean. I don't know if I need that. I mean, because that's, I don't, yeah. Texas BS high was insane. I'm so glad Mario was able to walk on at UofL and play last night. Yeah, he got a carry last night. One carry for zero yards. But he got on the field. He played big-time college football. That was cool to see. That's a, that's something. It's, it's a good story. Because that BS high, I mean, he, those players did get absolutely screwed. 
Texas says, Trevor should try eating a salad in a small town. Your mic's turned off, Trevor. Like a John Cougar Mellencamp reference? No, God, you really don't remember things. Remember we had a whole segment about like that song that tried that in a small town, and I was going to start commenting on Instagram, like uh, random people's pictures, like, why don't you try that in a small town? I forgot about it. You know, it was like last week. Somebody that was a long time ago. I got home that night, and somebody commented on the, my most recent Instagram picture. It was a picture of my daughter and was like, try that in a small town. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Hoisted by my now. own petard. Well I remember done. now, yeah. Texas, can we talk about Nolan Smith? <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> what was this? Uh... I just want to talk about Nolan wearing the all, the all red. We already talked about it. Yeah. We brought it up. Texas, also, you guys still aren't on Spotify. Did you ever get on it? I'm studying for the ACT here, okay? I got a lot on my plate. You know who's, who needs to make that happen? Marty Polio. I was going to say Scoots, but okay. <laughs> Texas says Jalen Brunson, TK was correct. No, Brunson's on the team, but Mikel Bridges was the one who was playing. He was like, became the no, how is Brunson? Brunson's better than Edwards, though. No, he, didn't, he wasn't playing like it. I mean, he, I guess he's not in this league, but yeah. In, in terms of the NBA, Brunson's, yeah, much better player than, than Edwards. I mean, I'm trying to think of who, like, uh, Brandon Ingram was on the team. Uh, I mean, whatever happened to Brandon Ingram? Tyrese was- Halliburton. Bobby Portis was on the team. I can tell you right now, Halliburton from a Pacer fan isn't is overrated. Paolo Bencaro. Yeah, this team. Yeah, they they pretty much just took like the. Yeah, that's not a very good Brandon roster. Brandon Ingram. I can't remember who else. But they were not good. No, which it's is not why they're not winning gold. I mean, you're naming the name it. You're naming nothing but role players on NBA teams that don't make the playoffs. Texas Mike, what are your thoughts on the new design and the Great American Ballpark outfield grass? I haven't seen it. I do know. I mean, we have the the bats lineup. By the way, today is it's basically a red lineup. Jonathan India and Joey Votto both in the lineup for the bats. Nice. And uh, Kevin Newman, classic bat playing out there. Uh, Alejo Lopez playing. It's it's it's, it's pretty much a, a bats roster. But I have not seen the new Great American Ballpark. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, all I know is if we don't take two out of three this weekend, I feel like we're in trouble. Who you got this weekend? Um, Cardinals. The rest of our schedule is insanely easy. They've given up, right? They're done. I mean, they're not giving up. They just took two or three from the Braves. Their offense is actually playing pretty well. That's insane. I mean, we've got like like we've got two series of the Cardinals. I think we have six games left against the Cardinals. We got twenty games left. Period. Six games against the Cardinals. I think three against the Tigers. Uh, th- at least three against the Pirates. Maybe more than against the Pirates. A couple more games against Cleveland. Like it is a very very easy closing stretch. And then the Mariners are the opposite. Like the Mariners are playing. Um, not the Mariners. The Marlins. They're playing the Braves. They just got done playing the Dodgers. They play somebody else who's really good. Um, they play the Rays right now. Like it's just it's if we can catch lightning in a bottle, if we can get some guys hot and get some guys healthy, get everybody back from the COVID list, they still have a shot. Although I don't like the Diamondbacks. I mean, even when the Cubs lose, they kill us. The Diamondbacks mm-hmm. beat the Cubs this afternoon, so they are at best will be tied with them uh, after today. I mean, during our stretch of crap, we took two out of three against every one of the craps: Oakland, Colorado, and Washington. But I'd have preferred sweeping one or two of those. Yeah, we need. Especially with, because we're talking. You're talking like St. Louis isn't crap. They're not good, but they're not crap. Like those three are crap. Like they're two of the two of them. Colorado, and Oakland, literally have the two worst records in baseball. Yeah. Now we've got Kansas City who has the third worst record in baseball. We got to sweep it because after that we got a four game set versus Texas, and that's where it's going to that's going to decide the the men from the boys, as they like to say. Texas, does Trevor know that the Denny's in Dupont has been torn down? What? I thought you did know. It's funny because, like, when I was talking, <laughs> it reminds me when I was when I had to give you the ride to the hospital. I was talking to Mary. I was like, 
She's talking about the hospital I go to. And I always forget like which building it is, like what end of DuPont that building is. I was like, is it the one across from the Hooters or away from the Hooters? She's like, across. <laughs> like, that's, that's how my directions go. <laughs> Texas, I'm pretty sure pooping your pants will make almost any situation more embarrassing. Yeah, uh, You're yeah, not yeah. playing with house money. To use your term. <laughs> that's, that's house money, right? Isn't that the, that's the definition? Texas Halliburton is one of the best uh, young guards in the NBA and was the U.S. team's second best player of the entire tournament. Please ban Trevor from NBA takes. Pacer fans love him. Yeah, Pacer, Pacer fans do love him. That's that's great. He's not. He's an average. He's not very good. I mean, he's, we gave we gave up some bonus for him. First of all, that, we that trade was a bad trade. Second, he's the best part of the team that just completely pooped the bed in the tournament. So I don't know where you're bragging about that. Who's the second best player? We look like crap. Marty Polio says, I'm happy to pull the security camera footage of Trevor walking in the hallways of Wagner when he enters the ACT and or when he runs out of the class to poop. <laughs> I want That's why he's my superintendent. That's my guy right there. Oh, first of all, Marty, a little creepy you got access to the, uh, the security cameras at random high schools. Yeah, I think that's the way it works. I think, I think they've all, I think that's what being the superintendent is. You've got to have security cameras these days. I know, I know, I know all the, the places to hide at Wagner. Don't worry. I can get away from the cameras. I don't think you do. You haven't gone there in 35 years. Then again, I don't think they had cameras there when I was there. Like security cameras. I was going to say. They did not. <laughs> we used to try to tell freshmen, like, we'd sell them, like, elevator tickets. Texas bring slash brought Brom home guy was caught texting from his account at his seats last night, according to his Twitter. Ooh. Do we, do we have a... I, I don't want to know who he is. I, that's, I love the mystery. You don't need to reveal that. Leave him alone, people. Let it, let it, let him be. Just bring Brom home. Well, the thing is, like, it's never anybody that you know. Like, when of course, you, it's I not like know. it's gonna be. It's hey, it's been Brady Brom the whole time. It's, it's some me, random, Austin. It's Joe Schmo. Like, you know, I don't know who he is. No, but everybody always thinks it's somebody that like's connected to the show or one of us or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Texas, I see the headline now: forty-three-year-old man taking the ACD poops and pants and carried out in desk. <laughs> "Quote: I called the Proctor's bluff, and now I've been hoisted by my own petard." Second time that phrase has come up today. Yeah, that's gonna be the more that's that that's gonna be a more embarrassing part is the fact that if I'm stuck in the desk, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> what's, just keep it, sir. You may have the desk. <laughs> Texas, Mike, it's Ross. I will come to Wagner and meet you, and we will cheer on Trevor as he enters. I'll be there holding an old boombox playing Simple Minds. Don't you forget about me. <laughs> we'll hand Trevor powder donuts. The kids just seeing Trevor for the first time will somehow see the most Trevor. Trevi is Trevor with powdered donuts all over his face and the all-night sleepyhead cow lick. Trev just also confessed his biggest motivation to tail the ACT tomorrow is to derail kids' lives. I wasn't, no, I wasn't to derail. I don't want to derail anyone. I want to motivate him. I want to bring him up. Texas Bring Brom Home guy is definitely Marty Polio. <laughs> Less tweeting, more bus, Marty. <laughs> hey, brought Brom home. Priority one was achieved. Texas says, Mike, uh, be honest, how much of Virginia's college fund did you use to pay Kadarius Tony? Like <laughs> I would have. I've got Kadarius Tony on like four leagues, too. Do you really? Do you well, really? now here's the thing. Like, I only play in two, and I've got Amon and St. Brown in both. The, and the reason, the reason I, I, I didn't mean to like get him in so many leagues, he's not a starter. He was a guy like, I, he's like my fifth receiver I took is like a flyer. Like, you know, I mean, look, they, look for, I know he, we're talking about the drops he had. It's also point out the fact he had like five targets. Yeah, I mean that's and it's he's open. He got himself open. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. That's he was one of those guys. I was like, you know what? I'm not saying I'm you know writing anything on him, but I, I just I, he was a guy. I think that could be a real you know boom or bust, and I think the juice was worth the squeeze. And he got the opportunity, but man, whew. 
He looked bad. Texas says we got a new guard, and then since they link, uh, oh, Jeff Wallace has announced a new player. All the way from Istanbul, Turkey. Oh, boy. A guy from Turkey? I want you to try to pronounce this name. I believe it's Alif. Oh, no, 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 T. I mean, let me click on the link here. Okay, it's Jeff Wallace. Yeah, Jeff Wallace's tweet. Uh-huh. She also does not look like a guard. This looks like a, a taller player. I believe this is going to be a Good Lord, she is tall, right? Try to pronounce that name. Um, Alif Istabunaglu. Not as bad as I thought it was going It's going to block you. Aston Bulaglu. Bulaglu. There's got to be a, there's, one of those letters has got to be silent, right? I don't think so. Like maybe the G or the L, Bulaglu. Welcome, Alif. How tall is she? Like seven one. She looks tall in this picture. It's hard to tell without any sort of frame of reference, but she definitely does not look like a guard. I mean, those mats in the background usually are like what, like six feet or something. Well, I think there's there's parallax involved here. She's not standing directly next to the mat. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea how tall she is based on this one picture. I think she's seven foot five. <laughs> I got what's Topher Grace training for? Uh, because like. Oh, he's the only one that didn't defend Danny Everyone else is defending Danny Masters. They're all like, I think Topher Grace is the only normal person from that show. Which is insane because for the longest time, the the the, the rumor was Topher Grace was like the, the a-hole that yeah. no one liked. Yeah, He wouldn't hang out with anybody else. Like Maybe that's why he wasn't hanging I mean, out with anybody. I mean, because he, he's also like the only one that didn't show up for the last season at all. Until like, and he showed up at the, la- like the last five minutes of the, the the whole thing. But like most other people came back and did other you know, brief appearances. Like Ashton, more, more importantly. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, oh well, we'll always have we'll always have the '70s show to go back and watch and, re- and remember fondly. That '70s show. That '70s show. I'm sorry, not Texer. the '70s show. Every time I say just '70s show, that Texer wants to treat me like how Danny's going to get treated when he gets to prison. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> come on, man. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, it's oh, they pick don't time. Like people, you did. <laughs> we will pick the high school game of the week. We'll pick the local games of note, and then we'll pick the biggest games of college football's second week. I'm actually excited about this weekend. I think that there's a, a bunch of sneaky, fun games, then, of course, some headline games. We'll get to all that coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1. Big X. Huh. Because I'm happy. Come along if you feel like a room without a roof. Because I'm happy. Come along if you feel like happiness is the truth. Because I'm happy. Clap Here on the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450-961, the Big X. You know what I found out last night that made the victory even sweeter? Well, what's that? Our buddy John Spears 
Spears on Sports, 12 yeah. to 1 every day here on Monday through Friday on the Big X, who stole our bobblehead yeah. maliciously last week. So an Indiana villain. Big Chiefs fan. Hmm. Wait a minute, what? Big Chiefs fan. Karma. Karma. Wait, why is he a Chiefs fan? Why does he do anything? That is he, he a does? front runner? Clearly. I'm Saint trying to figure X, out because, like, okay. Chiefs. Okay, because I know he's a UK fan. I know he's a Boston Celtics fan, but he graduated high school in 81, so I, that makes sense. The Celtics were, I mean, granted, they were bad in the, but in 81, they won their first of three titles in the 80s. They were the dominant team in the 80s for the most part, uh, despite what HBO and Showtime wants to tell you, or the, their winning series wants to tell you. Uh, but, like, the Chiefs weren't that great in the 80s. He's were, like, bad in the early 80s. Yeah. He knows how to pick them. I mean, like, the best thing they had was, like, the story of Joe Delaney, who gave up his life to save kids. Second straight Friday, I'm celebrating a win over John Spears. Beat him on the <laughs> golf course. Beat him in the NFL. Took the bobblehead back. We're feeling good about things. Now, nah, just wait. Trinity beats St. X. Well, I don't, know. I don't think that's going to happen this no, year. Yeah. No, the, ult- the ultimate, the ultimate nail in the coffin of Spears. Uh, real quick, Texter says if Trevor can take the AC at 43 years old, then by God, Dennis Evans can live out his college basketball dream at 42. His birth certificate has to be forged. The dude looks old. <laughs> I don't care if he's 59. Let him play. Texas is like, I can just see Mike have Virginia holding up a sign outside the window where TK is taking his ACT that says, do you want me to kill them? Like Vicky Valancourt from the water boy. <laughs> she would. Virginia's ride or die. I like <laughs> Got a temper for sure. Uh, let, let me think about that one, Virginia. We, we'll, we'll get back. Let me get back. to. Let me see if the proctor lets me use the bathroom or not. Uh, we've got tonight, we mentioned Trinity football versus Carmel is going to be on 970 WGTK. Sanex is off tonight. So I'm assuming we have Louisville Bats on 1450 tonight. No, we've got IU. We've got IU on 1450 tonight. Yeah. IU taking on Indiana State, 7 o'clock kickoff. The Bats will be on 900 at six, starting at uh, 630, uh, 645. Okay. And what? anything else? Is Scoots calling a game tonight? Uh, Scoots is going to be on 94-7 with um, – I can't remember who he's got this weekend. Someone from Southern Indiana. Yeah, sorry, Scoots. If, you, if you're listening, you can text me and I'll plug it, but I can't remember who it is. Let us know for our promo sheet that we never have. Well, they give me one. I just forgot it. They don't give you one. <laughs> no, they don't. They just don't. It's like, here. <laughs> they don't even tell me. Why do they, I mean, they need to just tell me. Like, I, I would like to have this information in front of me, and I just go to you, and you never know. Ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> just, but I told you we were on doing IU, and you just you you've forgotten about it a few times. I had. I, I, yeah, I like to. Yeah, I like to be able to write this down so yeah. I can get to it. But you'll hear IU football. But I don't yell at you like you yell at me when I forget something. Well, it's kind of your job. Right here on our airwaves from fourteen fifty, the Big X nine seventy. We'll have Trinity. Uh, nine hundred. We'll have the bats, and then Scooch will be somewhere calling some game. I love how Mook just told me they're calling Floyd Central and Seymour. How does Mook know and I don't? Mook, would you like a job here? I mean, what the hell, man? <laughs> I can only assume Mook because he listens to KRC. KRC, and he had to mention it. Is KRC getting promo sheets? But I love how the Mook's over there sending me telling he's spilling us in. Plus, he's telling me if I have to go to the bathroom, I'm not allowed to. There you go. I like Mook. Mook's a cool, dude. All right, let's get to our pick section. We, we do this every Friday during football season. We will pick the high school game of the week as voted upon by you on Twitter. You'll pick the high school game of the week. We'll pick that. We'll pick the local games of note. And then we'll pick the biggest college games for that weekend. We usually end with Louisville, but because Louisville played on Thursday, we obviously will, will not have the cards to pick. But that, thankfully, we have a loaded week two slate. Now, last week, 
Trevor, you and I differed on exactly one game, which I didn't realize. I don't think I was paying attention as we were going on. That that was the only game. I that can't we remember had. what we differed. I remember talking about it. But I don't remember which one it was. I felt very confident about it. You felt like you'd made a mistake. Turns out we were both wrong. You picked North Carolina. I picked oh, South yeah. Carolina. You win. So you go into week two with a one-game advantage. Oh, baby. Oh, it's all coming up, Trevor, baby. You went seven yeah. and three. I went Woo. six and four. Now, here's the problem with this week's slate. What about a live ticket and hit on a girl tonight? It's coming up, Trevor, tonight. Well, you're taking the ACT tomorrow, so I wouldn't say that too loudly. <laughs> Before I get to the test. <laughs> Imagine showing up there with like a woman in my arm, bottle of booze in my hand. Please don't. The goal isn't to get you arrested. <laughs> no, it's not. No, okay. it's not. The, so before we get to the games, th- this week is a it's the lightest week that we could possibly have for the local teams. Louisville played Murray State uh, last night. IU's playing Indiana State tonight. UK is playing EKU tomorrow, and West Virginia is playing Houston Christian. So nobody's playing an FBS opponent this this week. So I had to because we have so many other good games, and because it's just if, if we pick the three UK IU and, and Western games tomorrow, it's it's an automatic three and zero. Or at the very least, it's an automatic. We're all going to pick. The, we're both going to pick the same way. So yeah. I scrapped Western. I know we'll have it on our airwaves, but Western we're not going to pick this week. Who did you say they're playing? Again? I wasn't listening. Houston Christian. That's right. Yeah. So let's just we'll get that out of the way right now. We say I, we're both going to say Western moves to two and zero. Correct. Yes. Okay, Todd. That, I wonder that's been booked because of the connections with the uh, the coach and the quarterback and stuff. Maybe. But we're not going to pick the game. So okay. that's just, we made the pick, but it does not count for this week. But I'll be working it, and we'll be on our airway starting at 6 o'clock with my man. Right. I almost called him Randy Newman. <laughs> that was wonderful. You, I mean, who is it? I can't remember his last name. I'm brain farting. You were so excited. What you was were Randy's so... last name? Dugan, what's Randy's last name? You were so enthusiastic. I can't, I can't remember Randy's last name. Stop dead in your tracks. <laughs> I'm having a brain fart. Um, our high school game of the week. It was the closest vote we've had in a long time. <laughs> He's my man. <laughs> my guy. My guy. Your favorite. Your favorite. <laughs> Stretch it out as much as I can. <laughs> the myth. The legend. Uh, so the high school game of the week was a very, very close vote. We had about 300 votes. Getting 33.3% of the votes of the vote. It's a nice little rivalry weekend. South Oldham at North Oldham is our high school game of the week. Lex Christian at Cal was second. Randy Lee, that's his name. Manuel at Eastern was third. <laughs> and then the, uh, the South End rivalry, PRP at Butler, came in a close fourth. Everybody got at least 18.6% of the vote. But we will pick the South Oldham at North Oldham game. They're playing Ooh, on the new – it's the unveiling of the new field at North Oldham. The new, oh, they didn't, I thought they came out last week. It came out, but this is the first time they've played on it. Oh, okay, okay. So They're unveiling new, it for the rivalry game. David the, Levich was very upset that this was even a discussion. The he was teal like, turf, is that right? Yeah, he was like, this is the clear choice. It's the Oldham County rivalry. Uh, both teams are 2-1. and one. South Oldham's coming off a loss to Tate's Creek, but they did beat uh, Nick Roush High School to sales a couple weeks ago. They also yeah. beat Fern Creek at the beginning. Yeah. Um, South Oldham has not lost to a Kentucky team. They lost to Anderson from Cincinnati and then beat Nelson County and Spencer County in back-to-back weeks. This guy used to be good, I think. Remember? They used to be. In the 90s, they were really good. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Not so much lately. But who wins this game? South first North, classic rivalry. Who gets it done? The South will rise again! Okay, but well, don't say it like that. <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> It's, it's over. It's just halftime. Uh, yeah, I'm going south Oldham. The Dragons? Dragons. You got it. Yeah. 
Jonathan Sam's his team. I think they get it done on the road. They spoil the field unveiling for North Oldham. I think South Oldham has owned this rivalry recently. I'm going to say yeah, they, they they win this thing again for our boy uh, Dave Skull, aka Biggest Biscuit, South Oldham's finest. Did our boy Coffee go to one of the Oldham? He went to Oldham, I think. He, he went to Bullet, Bullet East. Well, that's or, right. North Bullet, I believe. That's right. My bad. One of the Bullets. There are no. It's in Oldham County, though, right? No, it's in Bullet County. Oh, that's just a clever name. <laughs> No, the bullet schools are all in Bullet County. North Oldham, is that a Bullet County school? <laughs> I mean, <it's... laughs> Come on, man. All right. Uh, we... Friday, man. It's a long day. Let's get this over with. we got 14 minutes. This ACC is going to go great. <laughs> we can move quickly through the local games tomorrow. Or tonight, actually. Indiana is going to play Indiana State. You can hear that action right here on 1450 The Big X. Who's the, who's the, with, with, with my man? With <laughs> my guy. My guy. Tom Allen. Tom and Tom Fisher. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that we're both going to pick the same thing here. Indiana, we'll see if they can get some more offense going than they could against Ohio State. If they don't, then it's a significant issue. Indiana is a 31-point favorite, TK. I'm assuming we're both going to pick Indiana. Do they cover the spread, though? Uh, I don't think they cover. I don't think they do either. I think they win like 28-3 to or tw- th- maybe th- maybe 35-7. to um, there's a be close, but they won't cover. Uh, so I won't bet it. But yeah, Indiana wins. I mean, you've, you've got to win this game. I want to say they struggled with Indiana State like semi recently. Um, no, I guess they haven't played them since 2014, and it was 28 to 10 that game. So they did in 2013, they beat them 73 to 35. I'm with you. I think they yeah. win this thing 31 3 or so. They get yeah, the offensive so, yeah. right, but it's the Indiana State with a, a slight cover. Kentucky is playing Eastern Kentucky tomorrow. 3 o'clock on an internet-only game at Kroger Field, uh, SEC Network Plus. What's internet-only game? Like, you know, one of the st- you can't watch it on, like, a normal network. SEC Network Plus, you got to have the streaming network. Oh, going. okay, I got you. Uh, EKU got blasted by Scott Satterfield in Cincinnati did. last week. There's no line on this game. Really? So I think we both just can say, yeah, begrudgingly, UK wins. It'd be hilarious if they didn't, though. I don't think that, that has to be the biggest upset ever on a game that has no line, right? If if EKU won, if any team beat a team that didn't have a line on it, I mean that's got to be, be embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, It'd be Satterfield's first win over UK, tangentially. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kentucky wins this game uh, massively. If there was a line, I'd put UK to cover at least. 30. I, I think UK would cover thirty on this one. I, I've seen this. This is like I'm thinking forty-eight to uh, maybe nothing. Yeah, I think they roll. It should, yeah. should be. They should roll. If Scott Satterfield can put sixty-six points up on somebody, you should put up at least. You know, 50-something. Noon on on ABC. Big game in Raleigh. Notre Dame, 10th-ranked team in the land, is on the road, taking on the NC State Wolfpack, which looked eh, just iffy last week against UConn in a 24-14 victory. Notre Dame, a a 7.5-point road favorite. I'm very curious to see this game because we played both these teams uh, coming up in the first half of the season. We'll get NC State actually two weeks, uh, three weeks from tonight, and then we'll play Notre Dame the Saturday after that. Mm. So, I mean – I would love to see them play like a 0-0 tie where they both turn the ball over 15 times. That's probably not going to happen. Who wins this one, Trevor? Um, I already brain farted on each of the line was, but I'm taking Seven and a half Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, ooh. Take Notre Dame with the points and the win. I think they cover. I think it's going to be a close game. We're I'm going to find out. I'm going to say a very, very close Notre Dame cover. I say they win 28-20. Um, the, the slightest of covers. So we both got the Irish there. NC State actually leads the series two to one. I remember them beating one time when um, um, who's the guy? Who's the guy who wore the the, the sun, Chuck Amato was there when I was in college because the, all guy, these the, kids the from, former FSU guy that right, was there forever. All, all yeah. these kids from Chicago that are big Catholic kids like love Notre Dame. 
And so there was a diehard Notre Dame fan base there. And NC State, I remember, upset them. Uh, that would have been 03, January 1st. Yeah. NC State beat them 28 to 6. And they were all very upset. NC they were State didn't win in 16, and Notre Dame won in 17. Also, noon on ESPN. Nooner. Number 12, Utah, coming off of a uh, big win over Florida on, on opening Thursday last week. Taking on Baylor, who's coming off an embarrassing loss to Texas State. Despite that, Utah just a seven and a half point road favorite. Who win two covers? Uh, I'm going to take Utah win, but Baylor covers. I think they keep it close. I think that the, the I'm going to I'm going to we're going to find out this week how much the, the truth was in that Texas State mm-hmm. game and see if Baylor can bounce back a little bit. I'm going to still pick them to lose, but they keep it close. Only lose by a field goal. It feels like a dummy line, but I'm going to fall for it. I'm going to say Utah wins and covers. I think Baylor's I mean, just, it looks like they're begging you, right? Yeah, they're, they're begging me. I'm going to take the bait. I'm going to say Utah wins by two touchdowns, uh, and Baylor's just in for a, a down year. Speaking First of, ever meeting between the schools. Speaking of trying to bait you, and if we're going to find out whether or not they're for real, also at noon on Fox, big nude Saturday, <laughs> Nebraska on the road, renewing the old post-Thanksgiving rivalry with Colorado, Ooh. which is the most talked-about team in college football right now. Deion Sanders and company. Check in at number 22 in this week's AP poll. They are a three-point favorite over a Nebraska team that somehow, once again, found a way to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory <laughs> against Minnesota last week. Who wins here? Are you buying the Dion hype? A little bit, uh, but I'm, I'm just buying it more than I'm still buying that Matt Rule's a good coach because we've proven any once you leave Temple, you suck. You're done. You, you, you pretty much have, you're putting, putting your, your, your tombstone there. Um I'm gonna go. I can't I, I brain fart in here? You see the lines? I don't care though. That's three. Colorado three. Colorado three. Um, well, that's the three points for being at home. Then I guess. Um, I'll take Colorado win and cover. I am too. I, I took Nebraska to win against Colorado. Won the last two in the series. Man, it's been a while, hasn't it? Uh, nineteen and eighteen were the last time they played. That wasn't that long. Colorado beat them. <laughs> Shockingly, one 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 score possessions in both. <laughs> you can't write that kind these of poor stuff. Bastards. They just yeah, cannot, I mean, even... <laughs> cannot win any of these games. Uh, I think Colorado wins. I, th- I think it is relatively close. I think they come back down to earth a little bit. You and I are both in agreement that despite what we saw last week, Colorado still probably – they're not going to be – I don't think they're going to be like a 9 or 10-win yeah, team. I think Texas – there was more Texas – DC is a little not as good as they were last year than than anything. I think that the ceiling for them is still closer to seven and five than it is to ten and two or eleven and one. But I do think they win this game. I think the the positive vibes in Boulder continue for another week. But I think it's uh, I think they think they have some dicey moments. We're, we're, we've agreed on everything, right? We have. We're still we're on okay. all agreement. We'll All see right. if we differ here. Three thirty on ESPN two. Number twenty Ole Miss is on the road taking on number twenty four Tulane. Big spot for the wave. In New Orleans, trying to make a, a splash, pun intended, on uh, on the deuce. Ole Miss is a seven-point road favorite. TK, who you got? Um, man. Ole Miss. I got Ole Miss, too. I'm, I, I want to take Tulane badly. I do, too, but then I look at – and when I bring up this, this, this game's preview, I see something that really sticks in my craw a little bit, and oh, that's boy. the last time these two teams met, which was just in 2021. Ole Miss beat them sixty-one to twenty-one. Yeah, I don't know how good Tulane might have been at that point. He's only been a year removed. A lot changed in a year. Trust me, Louisville fans, we know. But still, Ole Miss is good. I mean, and I'm not saying Tulane isn't good, but and they can be competitive. But I just don't see it happening right here. I'm with you. I think that you know, a lot of people put Tulane on upset. Watch last week playing South Alabama. And I love Willie like Everybody Fritz. from the the Sun Belt, and they handled business. Like they they. Took care of South Alabama fairly easily, beat them by two touchdowns. But I think Jackson Darm kind of buying the hype 
uh, for, for him at quarterback. I think he has a big deep game, and, and I say Ole Miss wins and covers on the road. 3.30 also on ABC, number 23, Texas A&M, and Bobby Petrino go down to Miami Gardens to play the Hurricanes. A&M a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. Big spot for the ACC here, big spot for Miami. Are they for real? Can they pull the upset? Or does uh, Texas A&M continue the tradition of being very, very good in September and then falling on their faces in October? You mean when it matters? Um, this one where it might be different because this is a torn one. This is like picking between like, this, do I want to be like this my, is the toughest one for me? Like, do I want to be like kicked in the groin or shot in the groin? Like, I mean, I just I, either way, I'm getting a groin pain out of watching this game or picking it. Um, it's at Miami, right? Yeah. Uh, take I'm gonna take Miami to win. ACC, it just means more. I'm taking Miami too. I'm really torn on this one because this is a game. This I is like agree. a game. It's one of those games where you're watching like the two teams. You just don't even like either one of them. Yeah. Like I just don't. You can't pull for anybody. I can't. Yeah. I just don't want to. What'd you say the line was again? Uh, Miami three and a half. Or in Texas A&M three and a half. I literally think that should repeat the line every game. Yeah. <laughs> I say right now it's Texas A&M by three. Well, right. take Miami, take the points. Yeah. If you're take, taking on anything. Uh, last meeting last year, Texas A&M beat this team seventeen to nine. Yeah, it was a gross game. Yeah, and this is going to be a gross game tonight or tomorrow, I think. Speaking of Honestly, gross games and not being, you know, really having anybody to root for, our old buddy Scott Satterfield. Oh, And the sets. Cincinnati Bearcats. They're headed to Pitt. It's the first ACC CW network game. App State, North Carolina is being played at a similar time. Since he's on the road mm. taking on Pitt, Pitt's a six and a half point favorite. Who we got here? I heard you say six and a half point that one time. Um,. You know what? I, I, I've seen this. I've been down this road. I've seen this movie of Sat versus Pitt so many times. We beat him last year by two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, well, blind, I've been broken clocks right twice twice a day. Taking Pitt. I got Pitt, too. Call me a hater because I'm blinded a little bit. Oh, I'm blinded by my hatred here. I Dude, okay, I not, I'm not the only one, right? No, I, I, I'm picking based on hate. Pretty like, much. I re- I've, I've grown up rooting against Cincinnati regularly anyway. I feel like I, there is more. Like I just want to see Sat fall flat on his face now. Is that is that make me a bad person? No, I'm I'm right there with. You. Okay, because I mean I'm gonna root against Cincinnati regardless. Though the showcase game of the weekend, seven o'clock on ESPN, number eleven Texas on the road taking on number three Alabama in Bryant Denny Stadium. Alabama seven point favorites. How about this fact? The last five times the Crimson I take back the last seven times the Crimson Tide have been favored by seven points or fewer they are just two and five straight up in those games hmm. they've only covered that spread once Alabama number three in the country Texas number 11 are the Longhorns back they should have beaten Alabama last year they yeah. did the job done I they forgot lost, about that that was like, that one point game 2019 yeah. do they get revenge on Saturday night on ESPN I probably picked against them last year and didn't give them enough credit um, I'm going Alabama again this year though I will say Alabama does win and does cover. I have to. I think Texas is not back. They didn't – I mean, they, they were okay against Rice last week. I think Bama's due for a bounce back. I say bounce back. They won 10 games last year, which is ridiculous. Speaking of great game, did you see that, that, that tweet I retweeted last night? No, we got to get it quickly here. Gam Campbell is now 16-4 and four against the spread as an underdog of four-plus points. He's man. We love him. That's awesome. I got Bama winning, uh, taking out Texas. We've now successfully picked every single game exactly the same, so you are guaranteed to be leading going into week three. <laughs> we did. I didn't know. We'll see what our record is. We've, picked, we've made 20 picks now through two weeks. We've had one game different. 
I'm sure that will change as we That's move on. That's only North Carolina, South Carolina, right? Yeah. I should have just taken Texas A&M after you picked, but I didn't want to do that. I, w- I went in saying, regardless of who he picks, I'm going to pick Miami. Great minds think alike, and that, uh, that's good to know going to the ACT. Speaking of great minds thinking alike, what's your prediction for your ACT score? It's on tomorrow morning at Wagner. Let's get it. 16. Okay. It would not make you eligible for Division One athletics. No, but it would make me allowed to date her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going 14. <laughs> You can do better than both our predictions. <laughs> Everybody, uh, YouTube cameras next week. We should have captured the picture of Mike's uh, face when I said that comment. <laughs> can't wait. It was precious. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. We'll, uh, we'll hopefully you know follow on Twitter. We'll be giving some updates on Trevor's ACC tomorrow. If it happens, we'll let you know. Go Cards. We'll see you guys back here Monday three o'clock. Enjoy the off week. It's gonna be a fun. For maybe by being an A student, baby, I can win your love for me. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science book. Don't know much about the French I took. But I do know that I love you. And I know that if you love me, The two most sought-after, most prestigious names in bridal jewelry come together for one epic event this weekend at Genesis Diamonds. Takori and Viraggio, the world's premier designers, are showing off their entire collections. All the latest designs, many showcased for the first time ever, with up to $5,000 in savings. Everyone loves Takori, meticulously crafted by master artisans in their California design studio. Discover the hidden details and exceptional quality that sets Takori apart. There's always more than meets the eye with Takori. Come explore the entire Takori collection, including all new Takori fine jewelry, earrings, bracelets, eternity bands, pendants, and more. If you're engagement ring shopping, this is a once-a-year event you can't miss. Other jewelers aren't even allowed to carry these iconic American-made brands. Also for this event, Genesis is showcasing an expanded selection of GIA-certified diamonds in all shapes and sizes. Come join us and take advantage of special incentives, zero interest financing, and as much as $5,000 in savings. This Friday through Sunday, only at Genesis Diamonds, Shelbyville Road Plaza.